Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. Hey, thanks for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. Today we are talking about Nintendo Switch OLED pricing debate or the Nintendo Switch Pro pricing debate. If you're looking for that actual part of the live stream, there will be a timestamp in the description below. But generally, these streams are about four hours long and you want to be here for the first half if that's what you're interested in. There are other things we're going to be discussing. We also do live Q&A in the second half of the stream, and that's usually where a lot of the great interaction happens. If you are just looking for that particular section, though, you can use the link below. Now, if you're looking for shorter uploads on all the various things that we're covering, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, God of War coming to PC, but not really in the way that you'd want it to, and then Cyberpunk 2077 had cut content that has been discovered by the community those uploads hit another channel and those are things we talk about during the stream but we do have a channel where all the shorter things end up going and obviously today's focus topic is the nintendo switch pro so if you like the shorter uploads sntr shorts is a great resource for you throughout the day that channel is getting all kinds of different uploads these are all the various things that we cover and discuss in the channel. So those end up over there. Now, we're not going to be recording the shorts in the actual live broadcast for a little while. We're going to see how that feels. It started to feel a little awkward recording those in the broadcast. So we're going to record those separately and just upload those. So they will be discussed in the stream, though. So we're not going to have to, like, stop and record. But if you have questions about Ghost of Tsushima, you know, director's cut or the cut content in Cyberpunk... That is certainly on the on the table for discussion as well as Q&A, but we're just not going to disrupt the show anymore with me recording those. Now, I am going to record the main topic, so today's main topic is the Nintendo Switch Pro, or the OLED model, and its pricing sort of structure. That'll be the only recorded segment in the live stream anymore and what i what we're hoping to do with this is just to kind of let the live stream breathe a little bit we felt like we were trying to jam a little too much into the four hours so you know the front half of the stream is meant for discussion and debate and then the last half of the stream is meant for q a and an opportunity for you guys to sort of cash in on some of those benefits of being a member so make sure you're subscribed to sntr shorts if you like those short uploads and you want to get those micro news segments again it's not that we're not going to discuss them in the live stream we're just not going to be doing those recordings anymore because it just felt like a little a little too much in the four hours now to kind of recap what happened if you haven't been here uh there you can see the uh the video i i i i wanted to make it a, a sort of a somber thumbnail it's like i'm taking a break and i i still don't know if i've gotten everything completely figured out I'm kind of reading some books and processing different things, and I'm going to be discussing it with my therapist. I've been discussing it with my wife. Uh, I I almost took another day off today. I really did because I just, I genuinely am not really sure exactly what I want to do just yet with everything that I've kind of concluded. There's a lot of different things you can do with content creation, and I think we've got a really good wrangle on what we want to do. 
and we're making some adjustments with workflow because I was just working too much. I would be up until easily 10 or 11 at night still hammering away at getting everything ready for the next day. And obviously in the YouTube world, everything is up and down. Every single day cannot be a banger. Every single topic cannot be a winner. And that's easier to take if I'm not, you know, working until the very time I go to bed on the next day. It was always sort of disappointing and obviously very frustrating to work that hard and then be like, well, that was all a complete waste of time. We could have just booted up and talked about whatever we wanted. It didn't, you know, it didn't actually win. And, and you could kind of see that in some of the more recent streams. Uh, most notably, I think the Fable 4 Forza stream and the Halo Infinite Reach one. Uh, they were misfires. You know, we misfired on a topic. We thought we had something that was going to be really popular. We thought we had something that people were really going to enjoy. And they just ended up not being very strong days. And I can take that. I can weather that storm. I understand how this industry works. But that's a lot harder to take when you're working till practically it's time to lay your head on the pillow. And so we are restructuring workflow out of the picture. You're not going to see any of this take place. But myself and Creature are going to be doing things in a different way in order to assist with that workflow so that I'm basically done working around dinner time and and maybe get a more traditional feeling for the workday for myself. Uh, That doesn't mean that you're going to get less content. We're hoping that means you get better content and that I'm in a better mood and that I, I feel better. Um, the, the nature of what I do, and I'm sure we'll talk about this today. Uh, I was considering turning on the stream yesterday and literally just putting up a generic thumbnail that says we need to talk and basically just talk about everything I'm kind of discovering. Um, ultimately the conclusion I came to, and I've got like my little, my little Deadpool journal of notes here that I was taking while I was reading through the book. And one of the things I wrote down is that my gifting and my passion are kind of getting blurred. And I know I'm good at this. I know I'm good at doing a talk show and being on camera and being on a microphone. I've I've worked in some of the highest levels of the professional capacity of being a host with main stage E3 interviews, shoutcasting professionally in New York, uh, as well as in California, uh, out in Burbank that one time I went out there. So it's like, I, I know I, I have the gifting, but the gifting really dovetailed with the passion when we could we could dive into a game that I was so invested in and I had played it for such a long time and that obviously gave us a very good groundswell of consistency even though when we were covering uh, Destiny almost exclusively on this channel we weren't really growing all that much it was just nice to see those high viewership numbers and it, it was nice to see the money you know the money is obviously a little bit better on YouTube when the viewership is high um, and and I think not being able to cover Destiny exclusively is is making it difficult to know what exactly am I passionate about. Am I passionate about variety gaming coverage? I like covering games. I like discussing games. But am I really passionate about Halo Reach in Halo Infinite or the Forza engine being used for Fable 4? I wasn't really passionate about those topics. We, we basically picked those topics because we thought these could be really, really good topics to get new people in the stream, expose them to what we do. They think it's dope. They think it's cool. You know, live discussion, live Q&A, and then they come back. Kind of playing the YouTube game. Well, the problem with that is if the, the gamble doesn't pay off on picking that subject, it ends up feeling like a betrayal. It's like, well... 
I, well, why do we even bother doing that? What, that I wasn't even that excited about it. So we're trying to navigate what that looks like. How can I sit down Monday through Friday and take my gifting, what I'm good at, and pour it into something that I'm passionate about? And we're, we're attempting, I think, a new sort of sifting process of what takes center stage. You'll notice that today's thumbnail doesn't really have a title. We're not really going for the whole, like, can I come up with something kind of clickbaity? We're trying something a little bit different with the thumbnail. We're not changing anything with the show. It's the same show, but wanting to see if we can just maybe more firmly plant the identity of the show as a talk show that is about gaming, but not necessarily feeling like I've got to ground myself into one topic. And so the break was informative. Uh, it was really, really, was really, really enjoyable. I, I did some really meaningful work with my brother. I'll tell you guys about it in the stream. And doing really meaningful work, you know, with, with, with what I would consider to be some of my gifting and some of my understanding of, of how to record and how to do interviews and stuff, we did something that was really fun, has really sort of, you know, weighed heavy on me of, am I doing something meaningful? Am I creating content that matters? Am I actually putting out value or am I just trying to ride the wave? Um, it's been It's been 12 months of just reaction. Um, we've had to react a lot and I have to consider my family. I have to consider providing for them and everything we've done has been more reaction. And so am I in a position to be more proactive now? I, I think I am. I, I think I'm coming to some more awareness just about myself and how I'm wired. And that means I might be a little bit more proactive and we might do some things that maybe, you know, aren't necessarily in the vein of like YouTube and, and, and the whole like clickbait thumbnail thing. Like I, I, it's not that I'm going to stop doing YouTube or stop doing streaming. It's just the way that we approach it. I need to approach it in a way where I'm flourishing as a person and I haven't been uh, because of how we've been approaching it in sort of a mechanistic way. Um, and it's been 12 months of anxiety, fear, anger, and and trying to put things back together. And that doesn't mean when you're doing that, you're not necessarily thinking and making the right decisions. You're just making decisions that you think will work and that will put food on the table. And so... We, we are in a position now where we think we can make some adjustments on two ends. One on workflow, so I'm not completely and utterly stressed and dead. <laughs> and then the other decision is, you know, content substance, content choices. We're going to start to try to make decisions that help me flourish a- as a host, as a talk show host, so that I don't feel like, man, what a downer of a day at least I got to talk about what I enjoyed. Now, I'll give you an example of why I think this should work, and it is the Elden Ring easy mode debate. That wasn't a particularly strong stream. It did okay. It hit the it hit sort of the base floor number that we want to hit on a day-to-day stream. You know, if you combine the two streams, anytime we're anywhere in the 6K to 10K range, we're happy. And those two streams, both Dark Alliance and Elden Ring, put us in that window. And so I, I I ended that day thinking, man, it was a little light. It was a little light on turnout, but it felt really good. The chat was lively. We were really enjoying the debate. I love taking a topic like that that I can get passionate about. I'm not even a big Dark Souls 
you know, Demon Souls Elden Ring guy, but I can respect the argument. And it was a really enjoyable day. So I think if we continue to... And Destiny Should Be Worried was also a really fun day. Obviously, the numbers were there, but that was mainly because of, you know, kind of people were like, oh, he's going back to his roots to talk about Destiny. But that's what we're going to attempt to do. So I just want you guys to know, I'm not really done processing all of this. I'm not really, I've not really landed on my feet yet mentally. I feel better. I I feel like we've got a good vision of what we want to do. I think I could do it long term. Uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be discussing it with my therapist. I have some people in my life that I would consider like spiritual advisors. That's another part of my life that I, I feel like maybe I need to start opening up about. I don't feel like... I'm I'm being truly full and 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 transparent and authentic with certain aspects of my life because of you know just the fear of of what people have already done and what people would continue to do with with public attacks and 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 slander um it it, it makes you sort of feel guarded and you then you end up being inauthentic and then you end up putting on a front and you end up putting on an air and a, and a fake face. And I don't want to do that. I, I really don't. I, I don't want to be that. I want to create good content and be authentic and flourish as a person. And that's kind of where we are right now. So I'm taking a break. I took a break. Now, we did these recorded videos. They hit. They didn't do all that well because we're not really an upload channel, but they did well enough. We had the, you know, Avatar is going to be next-gen only. Why is that a good thing? But why does that not mean that, you know, cross-gen support is a bad thing? That was actually, I thought, a pretty good video. And then Battlefield has an official console. Uh, The Xbox is the official console of Battlefield 2042. What does that mean? Does does that mean there are potential timed exclusives on the horizon? It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me, but we'll see. We'll see how they decide to approach that. At the very least, you might get like a week of early access to stuff with their seasonal content. And then Elder Scrolls 6 is still in design phase and is using the Starfield engine. I, I actually thought people were going to be more interested in that, but it didn't. It did. It was actually the weaker of the three videos, which I found surprising given how much this community talks about Starfield and Elder Scrolls, and we got a lot of Xbox people here. Uh, I found that to be very interesting. I, that was one of the ones where I was like, man, this this is kind of a big deal that they announced this three years ago. And it's still in a design phase, and they've actually shifted their focus to Starfield. Uh, they, they gave in to community pressure, and they they had this trailer. And then, you know, I was like, well, yeah, we're not really working on it yet. So I, I don't know. That, one, that one's a bit of a spicy one, in my opinion. Uh, and then there's last night's video, I'm back, with the worst, most cheesiest thumbnail I could possibly come up with so as you can see again with the thumbnail we're going toward obviously having a focused image but mainly being like what you're clicking on is SNTR presents live the show the branding that's really what I'm passionate about I love having meaningful conversations about gaming and other things in life and we want the thumbnail to sort of speak that now that doesn't mean we won't do this for a week and decide it's a terrible idea and revert the thumbnail. What you need to know is, for the foreseeable future, we're not wanting to make any major changes. The only change we're making is that those micro news segments will no longer be recorded in the live stream. We felt like they were pretty disruptive. We felt like they were a bit of a record scratch. So we're going to move away from doing that. 
and those will continue to hit the shorts channel and they will continue to be a part of this show it's not that you can't come in and talk about them it's not that we're not going to talk about them i recorded those last night ghost of tsushima director's cut the the i'm probably going to do a focus topic on that on the pricing a lot of people upset about the pricing there god of war coming to pc in kind of a unique way it's not actually a port it's through that like subscription service they have and then cyberpunk 2077 cut content if these topics are interesting to you this is your show as much as it is mine. So if if you're wanting to talk about those things or bring those things up or submit questions during Q&A about those topics, that's what's on the docket for today, even if I'm not recording those. Now, the Nintendo Switch Pro pricing dis- dis- you know, discussion, I have my outline. We're going to be talking about, is it worth it? Why is it disappointing? And we're going to talk about the pricing and Breath of the Wild 2, what this means for a game like Breath of the Wild 2, given the news that we have about the Nintendo Switch Pro, or in this case, the Nintendo Switch OLED. Now, there is a variety of ways to support the stream, and obviously, this is another dilemma that we have in that I, I don't want to focus on the, the, the membership numbers. I don't. I don't like focusing on that. But we want to come up with a way to drive that number in a way that seems good and valuable and and worthy of people hitting that join button. We think Q&A is one way. We want to think of other ways as well, because... The truth be told, that is the main reason I've been able to make this shift and make this adjustment. We're getting really close to people being able to click the button and have a red badge for 12 months of support, and the numbers have dipped quite a bit. Now, I was out of town, so maybe they'll rebound, but we'd really love to get that membership number closer to 1,000. We're right around, like, we're out of the 800s now. We're in, like, the higher 700s. So we appreciate everybody who keeps their membership. We understand people who can't do membership or who have had to let their membership lapse. We get that. We're putting on a show Monday through Friday for an entire month. If you're hanging out here every single day and you can throw us that $5 membership, it is extremely, extremely helpful given all the things that we're doing and how one week will be strong the next week the next week won't and it's all dependent upon the news and what's popping and what's not and so we're not in control of that so we want to continue to to really appreciate and give to the members while also making sure to say lurkers are the lifeblood when you're here right at the start of the stream that is massively helpful um and and i know people kind of wander in after the stream has started totally fine but if you can be here right when it goes live that is super super helpful to the rest of the day so even if you've never clicked a button that gives me money whether it's tip super chat or join if you've never done that but you're here every day you're chatting you're hitting the like button all those things that is a huge 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 way to support the stream as well coffee We've got light roast and dark roast on the way. They'll be at my house in a couple of weeks. We're getting down to the final bags of the first batch. I might start doing something cool for anybody who orders any of the final light roast bags in the first batch that we did, kind of to commemorate and say thank you. So if you want to get your coffee orders in, get them in. We're back in town. We ship them very quickly. My wife takes care of that. 
You can obviously follow me on Twitter, send the tip through the tip command, or check out our merch. We're going to be updating the merch again with the new logo and some of the other things that we're doing. Discord's open to everybody. We'd love to see more people hanging out in the Discord. Uh, The Discord's a great way to connect with the community. Uh, And if you're a paying member, you get a lot more options in there, and there's other things in there you can take advantage of when you're a paying member. And then obviously, always wearing a shirt. Everybody faithfully using code LONO at 80s Tees. That has been super helpful uh, to have a really great sponsor that aligns well with me as a person. I love the shirts. And then you guys have been awesome consistently using the code so always remember to use the shirt command the poll command doesn't really matter anymore we do the polls in chat i'm sure we'll have a poll today there are people that are very very opinionated about the pricing of the nintendo switch pro well it's not called that but you know what i mean so be here for that we do those polls in the chat this is a recording probably one of my longest recordings to start off a show but we got a little personal we'll probably get a little personal this morning now that I'm thinking about it, maybe we should have done that first before I even, you know, dove back into gaming news. But that's okay. That's the show. The show is me. <laughs> the SNTR Presents is me talking to you guys. So if we get on sort of the more personal stuff and what I'm processing, that's totally fine too. All right? I'll be live on the mic any second. Thank you guys for being here. Smash the like button. Get those first 100 or maybe get the first 200 likes. And I'll see you guys in just a second. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys so much for being here. We're back. We are back, and we, we've got a lot to discuss, chat. We, we do. We have a lot to discuss, and the, the poor folks in Discord are like, why am I not hearing anything? That was a pretty, that was a pretty long intro. Uh, I, I got to recording it, and I was like, man, I, I probably should have just booted up uh, yesterday at a random time, you know, and been like, we need to talk, you know, we, uh, we, we got to catch up on everything that I've learned and everything, but it was good. It was a really, really good day. It was a really, really good trip. What's good feed. I see you in the chat. It really was. It was a good, it was a good, good time, uh, away. And we, uh, we took the day, I took the day yesterday and I just hung out with the family in the morning and, spent some time with them, and then I was on the phone, I think it was over three hours with Creature, just thinking through, like, the realizations that I was kind of coming to with what I was reading and reflecting on, and what I was sort of, I'm anticipating, like, I want to do something, and I don't know what it is yet, like, I want to, you know, we want to make shifts and changes, but we don't want to make shifts and changes to the channel. We're trying to do all this stuff out of the frame and out of like completely unaware to you because we have had to make so many changes uh, just given given the nature of things, given the nature of the business. Um, we had to make a lot of changes. We were trying a lot of different things. We were trying to do uh, you know a, a lot of different you know content flow decisions. And we don't want to continue to fiddle with and mess with the format because we think the format works. We really do. We we have enjoyed uh, the response uh, from you guys. You guys have responded really, really well. Yeah, this is the real Lono. This is not a recording. Sorry. It's not the morning imposter. <laughs> um, maybe this is a pre-recording too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feed is always here. He doesn't have to say, I see you in the chat. Right, right, right. Um... 
And again, just to reiterate what I said in the intro, um, it was a very clear divide between my passion and my gifting when I was over on the purple platform, right? I was gifted with being a host and I started getting picked up for professional work because I'm good at it and I know I'm good at it and there's nothing wrong with knowing and owning what you're good at. That's not arrogance. There's a, there's a huge difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance is, I'm good at this, so it makes me better than you. Confidence is simply, I'm good at this, and I know I know that I'm good at this. And the passion was all about, you know, a particular game. And that was generally where we landed every day. And so there was a clear divide between passion and gifting. Uh, Coyote with a $20 tip. Glad to see you back, Lono. Looking forward to whatever you decide to do. Thank you, sir. Mythrax of the 10 spot. Happy to see you back and well. Thank you very much. And I had an epiphany when I was reading through this book about work. And basically, it, it, it kind of hit me. It hit me like a ton of... Hang on a second. My I mean, mic wasn't quite where I wanted it. It hit me like a ton of bricks. It was like, uh, right now, I'm not really passionate about anything other than success. Right, And a lot of my motivation has been vengeful and fueled by anger and, you know, I'm going to get back everything and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to provide for my family and that's, that's, that's great. That'll put fire in your gut, but eventually you need something else. You need something that you care about. You need something that you're passionate about. You need something to pour yourself into. I mean, one of the one of the primary pieces of advice I've always given people in content creation is, man, it's got to flow from you, right? It's got to be something that you're passionate about because if you try to fake it, people are going to be able to tell. And even if the audience couldn't tell, I could tell. I was like, I'm not really enjoying what we're doing. We're picking topics based purely on what we know will potentially be successful and when those topics weren't successful I'd get really mad and really frustrated like why well, didn't even really f- I mean it's not that I did it begrudgingly I enjoyed talking about Halo Infinite with uh, with Halo Reach and I enjoyed talking about Fable being built in the Forza engine it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying myself but I wasn't passionate about it there's a big difference between being passionate about something and just talking about it casually or you know sort of in passing and so we're not really we're not really sure what that means for topic selection, you know? Um, does does that mean that I'm only picking topics that I'm passionate about? Well, I mean, what how are you going to possibly do that? Like every single day, 5 days a week, you know, for an entire month. Some days I'm just going to have to be like, yeah, we don't have anything that's super spicy right now, but this thing's at least the most interesting. This is the most interesting thing to me. You know personally and then and then we'll we'll launch into it um but i also just don't like i just don't know if i want to worry about the whole the, the there's an element to this business that you can't shut off and that's the numbers it's like the numbers matter you you got to pay attention to the numbers you got to look at audience response you got to look at retention you got to look at viewership you, you, if you don't, if you don't, then you're not going to be taking signal cues from the audience about, um, about what 
you know what exactly you're doing like do they like it do they not like it you know are are they excited are they not excited you know whatever the case may be and so we we do need to pay attention to the numbers but the big problem with that is is that it's it's never consistent we'll have a week where we think we've got our 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 sights set on what's working and what's you know and how well the channel's doing and then and then we'll have we'll have a couple of of uh, of downer you know streams and then it's like well you know i i don't know maybe we don't have it figured out maybe we don't know um yeah i saw that i'm so mad i'm so mad i didn't do that as a topic about assassin's creed becoming a live service game and how i w- i was anticipating them using valhalla to inform their their franchise going forward and apparently ubisoft is working on an assassin's creed live service platform called what called, assassin's creed uh infinity or whatever what did we call it i think we called it like assassin's creed um universe i forget what we what we we hypothesized about them doing that we did and we thought that that would be something that you know they'd be doing they are they, that's exactly what they're doing glad you're back thank you i appreciate you guys coming in and saying that thank you oh yeah we called it generations thank you human type person yeah, we called it Assassin's Creed Generations, and we were like, that'd be a great way for them to, you know, to build a live service version of Assassin's Creed that's, like, ongoing. You know, yeah, Zinthos remembers, Assassin's Creed Generations. Well, they're calling it Assassin's Creed Infinity. Um, so, we'll have to definitely cover that, because that's something that we made a prediction about. Uh, that just goes to show... I, I can still read the, the, the video game tea leaves, even if it isn't about Destiny. I can still see what's coming and make and make pretty solid predictions. Um, I They've considered themselves live service since Origins. Well, I know that. I know that. There is a significant difference between considering yourself live service and doing live service things and building a game beginning to end ground up to be live service ongoing like there's a big difference between the two so what's good Asian Slick Slayer uh, I actually didn't know what to do with myself all day <laughs> right right I know I know um, and and see that's what's so funny is I was thinking about it and I was reading through this book on work and it was about you know what you're doing can be meaningful even if it doesn't feel like it's it's truly important or life-giving you know the book was basically like it could be life enhancing for someone and that's important that's important work and you can be making somebody's day better you can be giving them in this case giving you guys a great place to hang out every day um and so that's something that i'm really thinking about yeah um you know the infinite story went live no 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 no. sinnoh's I said weeks ago I wanted to do that as a lead story. How I felt like Assassin's Creed could become a live service game and we were going to use our discussion about Assassin's Creed Generations as my springboard. We we called this a couple of weeks ago. We're like, I bet you 10 bucks they're building a, a, a completely a completely live service Assassin's Creed. Yeah, we talked about it, uh, I think it was two weeks ago when we talked about Valhalla and I was like I should do that as a lead topic Assassin's Creed can it become a live service game like we would have been ahead of the curve because like I, I saw it coming I was like I know what they're doing right yo thy thy artists C- 
coming in with a brand new membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You're dope and deserve dope stuff. We should start to see some red badges in the chat uh, from people getting to a whole year. That's in like a couple of weeks, I think. Um, and, and if you haven't hit subscribe yet, if you've just been hanging out this morning, enjoying the vibe, this is what we do. We got a variety of topics we can discuss and talk about, but we just kind of hang out Monday through Friday and talk. So be sure to hit subscribe to support the channel and to not miss out on the content. Glad you're back and that you're back for discussions. Thanks, Salty. Mission Lono, glad you're able to take some time off. Thank you. Good morning, Raging Snake. I'd be okay with Avengers if they actually made content, but it's just new skins. Well, I mean, the thing with Avengers is they have... This is what's so frustrating. It's like Anthem. Like, Avengers is another Anthem. They got in a room, and they figured out how to make an action-adventure third-person Avengers game. When I saw the gameplay for Hulk and Iron Man and Captain America, I'm like, that looks solid it's just like anthem it's like here's a solid content loop it's actually pretty satisfying to be in a javelin it's actually pretty satisfying to play as hulk right and then that's where it stops that they don't they 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 don't they don't go anywhere else with it they didn't go anywhere else with anthem anthem was just like yeah it feels really good to be in a javelin doesn't it yeah, man, what can I do in the game? Nah, nothing really. <laughs> it's like they they didn't get past that. And so I wonder, I just really, really wonder with Avengers, were they purely phoning in the, the hype, the movies, the, you know what I mean? Drifter body pillow with a $10 tip. Keep it up, my dude. Glad you're back. Thank you. Good morning, Sweat. Uh, good morning, uh, buddy. Glad you're back. Hope you had a great week, a break, buddy. Why are you saying buddy so much? Great foundation, nothing else. Yeah, yeah. Magic Legends, Rest in Peace, Dark Alliance, Godfall, Anthem, Avengers, Outriders, Torchlight 3, Wolfson. Uh, so many flops in the ARPG looter genre. Somebody has got to be secretly working on the looter to take the crown. There's got to be somebody out there working on it. It's secretly. They're not going to say anything until it's ready, right? There's got to be somebody. Anthem started as a survival game. Yeah, yeah, Anthem was going to be a survival game with dynamic weather systems. That's what Anthem was going to be. Anthem was going to be, yeah, it's dynamic weather. You got to survive. There's storms. There's, uh, that's not the game that they built. What's good, Polarin? Thank you, Free Bird. Didn't mean to say it so much. Figured I leaned into it. All right, buddy. I feel like they immediately tripped by not getting the movie actors. Like, they're so good at the role and have been for nearly 20 years. Well, here's the thing, Gilly. You and I both know this. You don't need the best voice actors or the best characters to have an addicting content loop. We've all played games with content loops that are really enjoyable. And, you know, yeah, there's just not much going on in the way of story and voice acting. You know? Destiny was good when it was good, but most of the time you weren't doing anything with with characters or voice acting. You just run around doing looties and shooties, right? They could have created an Avengers game that was extremely addicting and really enjoyable, and people would have been like, "Oh yeah, yeah, this is a good game." Thank you, Sci-Fireman. Welcome back. Thank you. Anthem's still fun. It could have been saved. Oh. I still believe in Anthem. I really do. I, I believe in Anthem. Anthem Anthem could have had a No Man's Sky comeback. I believe it. They would have had to do so much work. They would have needed so much funding and so much time. You know what I mean? 
it, you know, I hear Outriders is turning things around. I okay. Here's another issue. Okay, I look at Outriders the same way I look at Cyberpunk. I look at them with the same frustrated, disappointed dad look. There is so much wrong. I don't know if they can get enough right. There are so many foundational problems with Cyberpunk, with Outriders. Foundational problems. It, it just this game is bad at its core. Outriders that is just it's rough. Sound design rough. Movement and the guns and the, and the combat rough. It's like it's 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 to me when I play Outriders, you know, when I when I try when I play Outriders, I really do feel like I'm playing a beta. Still, still looks looks and sounds like a beta. Dark Alliance got an update. Maybe it's fixed. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the game. Like the idea, <laughs> the idea. Dark Alliance. Dark Alliance is like a technical test. It doesn't even feel like a beta. Like, Outriders feels like a beta. Dark Alliance literally feels like a technical test that shouldn't have been seen by the public. You know when the the footage leaks? They're like, this was our game three years ago in the early sort of rough stages. That's what Dark Alliance feels like. It's like, this isn't even a complete game. What happened? Who who shipped this? Who? Two-week patching will fix it? Yeah, that is just no way. No way. Uh uh-uh, uh uh. Just need one patch for yeah. It's all it needed. That's what I felt after twenty minutes of Outriders in the beta. So I really said no. This is not for me, and I left immediately. Right, right. What's good, Dusty? Never take off again. Me and my wife were kind of lost without your voice in the morning. Well, I appreciate that. Like, I really do mean it. I really do appreciate the people that treat this show like a daily radio show. I I really do. If if we could. If we could get to a place where that's what people are tuning in for, then I, I I don't I don't have to worry about all this other stuff. I can sit here and talk to you guys Monday through Friday about games and gaming. All this other nonsense with thumbnails and clickbait this and topic that and and oh no. Just just that's all I need, man. I just need a ra- I just need my radio mic. That's all it is. You know what I mean? He appreciates me. I do. I do. How was the time off? It was very, very good. I'm still, I am still on a personal, psychological and spiritual journey with respect to what am I supposed to do with my platform and my voice? Um, What am I supposed to be doing? We, We have spent 12 months reacting. We have spent 12 months reacting. A lot of hate and a lot of anger in my heart at the people that hurt me and wanting most of my drive for success was driven by my my hatred and my anger for them uh and proving and proving that they're failures like and i gotta get over that you know i gotta shed that and we gotta get to a place where the show and and my vision and my motivation is completely rewired it was a lot of panic a lot of reaction a lot of oh my gosh what are we going to do now you know and now that that's not happening right 
that now that that's not happening i really want to analyze like what exactly am i doing what exactly am i creating is it meaningful is it value laden is it is it am i passionate about it you know and and that was the big that was the really 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 big epiphany that I had, I, I, I'm not kidding you. I take notes when I read through books so I can go back and remember uh, sort of the moments that I have. And the big one, the really, really big one, let me see if I can find it. Uh, it was it was such a good, like, as it hit me, as it hit me, I was like, oh, this this makes sense. This, this, is, this is exactly what's been going on. I... Um, here it is, here it is, here it is. <clears throat> I'm free to seek work that suits my gifts and my passions. They're separate, right? Gifts and passions. I know my gifts, but I have blurred gifts and passions, and so work has become a means to success and money, and is therefore only fulfilling on the upswing, and it's devastating on the downswing. Did you catch that? Like, that hit me like a lightning bolt. It hit me like a lightning bolt. Because I'm blurring gift and passions together, and now I'm merely using my gifts as a means to having success and money, it's only fulfilling on the upswing, and it's devastating on the downswing. Why? Well, because I'm, that's what I'm passionate about, is I need numbers, I need money, I need the channel to do well, instead of being like, no... I'm gifted at this. Let me pour that into something that I'm passionate about. And then, well, the numbers and the money typically come on their own when you do that. That's what we did on the other platform. I was good at hosting a show. I was creative and innovative, and I saw where things were going, and I made decisions and adjustments, and the channel flourished. But what was I doing? I was pouring that into something I was passionate about. I was passionate about that game. That wasn't an act. I didn't I didn't cover that game for 4 and 5 years and get wound up and get hot and bothered for 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 showmanship. I can't do that. There's no way. That would be that would be fake. It'd be forced. I've seen plenty of people try to mimic the passionate ranting style content and it's freaking awkward. They think that yelling is passion. That's what they think. They think that yelling is 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 how to convey that they're excited about something and so and so as I was reading through that book and reflecting and really thinking about like what I want to do I was like I have got to get to a place where I am pouring that gifting into something that I'm passionate about I've, I've got to get to that place because if not if not it's going to be disingenuous, it's going to be inauthentic, and I am going to burn out. I'll be sputtering like an old car in about a month. I won't be able to do it. I just won't. You'd be an excellent interview in the game, interviewer in the gaming world. Sad to me that you can't capitalize on that talent. You think doors will eventually open back up? I think in four or five years, if we stay the course and we, and we, and we do what we're doing and, and I'm enjoying it, right? If, 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 I, if I can do that, if I can stay the course and capture lightning in a bottle again and, and say, this is what I want to do, this is what I'm passionate about, this is what I'm good at, right? Dredgen Buck, I miss you becoming a member. I'm sorry about that, Dredgen. 
then I believe the growth will be there and well, you, you, you think in 2025, 2024, you think people are going to be like going back and saying, well, what about this? Tw-? No, I don't think so. We don't need doors to open. We'll make the doors. Right. Like, I, I'm not worried about that. I'm really, really not. I, I'm really not. Like, you, 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 you saw on the one year anniversary, people were trying, at least one person was trying to bring it back up again. Well, you just look pathetic. Like, what? why? Like, how, in four or five years, are you going to continue to bring this up? Like, you're just going to look pathetic. Like, you know what I mean? Focus on your own life and your own career. Eventually, even your audience is going to say, why are you bringing this back up again? Like, why? What are you doing? Right? And I'm to the point where I'm just like, <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? What, what is, what, why even bother at this point? You, 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 <laughs> You got, you got what, I guess you got, you got your victory, you got what you wanted, right? <clears throat> and in four or five years, in four or five years, I don't think any of them have what it takes anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Like, the, the, the industry is going to move, the industry is going to advance, the industry is going to evolve, and, and coattail riding people like that don't stand a chance to weather the storm. They don't. So many of them are already drifting out of the frame. They're like, they, they're not, they're, they don't have what it takes. They don't. And I believe that we do. I believe that, you know, Creature and myself, our powers combined, right? We we can get to a place where I think we're creating something that I'm passionate about and it's it's solid and it's good. So I can turn around and say, this is excellent, right? This is excellent content. This is value-laden you know, life-enhancing content for people to tune in and listen. I got really paranoid as I took that drink that you guys could hear it because I used this microphone. Um, <clears throat> my brother and I had had a had a really cool thing that we did while I was up in Ohio. Um, doors in regards to getting big guests, developers, or prominent streamers. I got news for you. Big YouTubers don't give a frick about any of that crap. They know. They know a rotten egg when they smell it. I'm telling you right now. YouTubers and the rest and the rest of the of the gaming community, streaming community, they don't give a frick about any of that crap. They know what happened. They see it for what it is. They don't care about that crap. I know. I have it on good authority that some of the people that dropped me as a sponsor knew that it was bogus, but they didn't have a choice. I'm telling you right now, it's just a matter of time. We just gotta we just gotta wait and be patient. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't think you appreciate how much we can pick up on your mood and emotions. If you're having fun, the stream is great. So do what you enjoy. The numbers will follow. I'm telling you that that simple wisdom, and I and I preach that for years to people that would ask for advice about content creation. I, I preached that for years, and I'm telling you, it's so true. It is, it is so true. And if we can get to that space where I don't, I don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm playing a game, you know. Um, Asmongold constantly watches YouTube videos on stream to talk about them. You should talk about Asmongold streaming Final Fantasy. He got like 100k viewers. Dad gum, good for him. Well, they did like a drop thing, didn't they?
they did like a thing where you would get something if you gifted a sub or sub or whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, Captain Lono, yo, what's good, Sean? How are you? I can't watch all the time or listen. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. I appreciate anybody who's here, uh, anybody who clicked subscribe or join. Um, that's that's really the two things that we really need. The two things that we really need is consistency and turnout and people to click the subscribe and join button. That's it. Like that's that's all we need. I, I don't need anything else. That if we can get that, if we can get that, then we're fine. He didn't even have drops on the channel. I mean, he well, he's already he's already a pretty big and well-known streamer, so I mean, it doesn't surprise me that he that he had like such a big turnout. Um He got screwed by stream snipers in Final Fantasy trying to make it difficult. Oh, I believe it. I believe it. Um For how nice the Final Fantasy community is, uh I was surprised how much the hate Asmund was getting from switching to it from WoW. Uh, well, I mean, who cares? Like, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if if streamers, if, if I, because I saw, I saw Boogie, Boogie's, you know, been on his own journey of ups and downs and his own problems and his own struggles. And I don't have any commentary on his life because it's not mine, it's his. But, you know, career-wise, he's been pretty open about his ups and downs. And I saw him, like, responding to, like, a hater or whatever. And I was like, even after all this time in the industry, Boogie, you gotta understand something. Hate is engagement. Like, seriously. If you can can tattoo that to the back of your eyelids, hate is engagement. And you glide over it. They they now have nothing other than to help support you. Because that's what they're doing. Down votes immediately on videos that I schedule, that's engagement. Tells YouTube, hey, somebody has faithfully subscribed to this channel and immediately engages with the video as soon as it's scheduled. Yo, my man Greenside with a membership. Heard you drop below 800 members, so I got off my lazy bed and finally joined. I appreciate that, Greenside. Thank you. We've gotten three new members this morning. We really do appreciate everybody pushing that join button. I know YouTube's different. I know the vibe is different. I know becoming a paying member to a channel is abnormal. It's not like it is on Purple, but uh, we really appreciate everybody that does that, and we're trying to continue to give more uh, to the folks that do it. If you get that 100k viewers to watch Lono talk about Final Fantasy, Asmund and Co. Well, love me, hate me, just subscribe. That's right. I'm glad you're back. Thank you. Um, Lono might not want to talk about it. He's not into WoW or Final Fantasy, so it might look like he's just piggybacking off the hype. Well, I mean, I've... I'll be honest, I've had people say you should get into Final Fantasy, you should play it, you should cover it. I think there's a place for content that is literally, this is the point of view of the content, is watch me try out this game. Watch me try it out. Okay? I've never played this game before. I think people dig that. They like that. I don't think it has staying power. I think it's like watching, like, it's watching somebody 
try to walk on a tightrope who isn't very good at it. You're hoping maybe, oh, is he going to fall? You know, you, you want to see the chaos. You want to see the, you know, especially if it's a Dark Souls style game, right? They want to see if this guy's going to lose his freaking grip and get angry. You know what I mean? So I think there's a place for that. But that's something that we're trying to get away from is chasing relevancy, chasing numbers. That is an, that, there's an art form to doing what we do and balancing, is it relevant? Yes. Do I care about it? Yes. Like, if, if you can get those two things together, then I think that's, that's a winning combination. Um, this guy tweeted, I want to make something very clear. Asmongold's kind of hatred and rudeness is not welcome in Final Fantasy. It's the responsibility of every decent player to overwhelmingly report every single incident of it and make sure he's run off quickly. Wow, that's brigading. They're not allowed to do that. That that person that person right there should be losing both their Twitter account and their Final Fantasy account. They're brigading to mass report. You can't do that. Um Wait, and a verified guy, lead producer at Blizzard commented? Wow. That's hilarious. A Blizzard dev boosted it. Keep it classy. <laughs> uh, keep it classy. Way to, way to work for a billion dollar corporation and brigade against a streamer. Wow. They got, oh, the person did get banned for that? Well, they should. They should. That's brigade. See, people don't understand. They don't understand. They think if they have righteous indignation that they can do no wrong. Like, people do not understand. Like, everything they did to me last year, it's like, it's all against terms of service. It's all civilly actionable. It's all and should be considered criminal. But people are like, well, I feel angry. I'm righteously, I have righteous indignation. I have the moral high ground. So I can, I can brigade against another person's career or account. <laughs> like, I would, you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> I think he was calling uh, the Twitter an a-hole. No, 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 no. He said that guy is an a-hole. He wasn't saying this guy or you. He said that guy, as in the antecedent, the subject of the original tweet. The subject of the original tweet was, everybody take care of this guy. He's rude. He's rude. And then this guy replies, oh, that guy's an a-hole. Come on. Come on. No one structures their sentence that way in response to the tweet. If some jerk says something, I don't respond to their tweet and say that guy. I'd say this guy. Right? (laughs) you would say this guy you would say that guy that doesn't make any sense grammatically the antecedent of that guy is the subject of the tweet that he was replying to (laughs) oh man hate is engagement hate's engagement right you just you know take it who cares you know what I mean Welcome back, sir. Time away with the fam treated you well, I hope. Thank you, Fed. I appreciate the five spot. Thank you for the tip. 
couple of people hitting subscribe thank you for hitting subscribe on the channel if you haven't hit subscribe yet today we appreciate all of our new subscribers you gotta subscribe to talk in chat we only do that to keep away the bots this is a safer work radio show video game broadcast Monday through Friday that you can tune into later today I got some stuff for you guys okay we're, we're we are we're gonna try to get back on the horse with a couple of things we're gonna be diving into watchdogs bloodline uh, brand new DLC Aiden Pierce is back we are gonna be attempting the one hour indie uh, segment that we talked about over on gaming we'll be playing demon skin for whatever reason that game is super popular and it's a really it looks like it's gonna be really really tough we might play um, what was the one that we couldn't think of the name of? Lily's Souls or Ellie's Souls? Dadgummit. We found it last night, and it's like a Souls-style game with an amazing art style. It's like a side-scroller. So that might be another indie title that we play this week. We want to start doing one-hour indies over on the gaming channel. Butters, I will not be able to cover the Sony PlayStation State of Play because it's Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. I have a therapy session that day and we're actually switching back to meeting in person and we got a babysitter and my wife and I are going to go to therapy together and then go out to dinner together. We're very excited (laughs) to have a date. We're having a date. So state of play can't cover it. We'll cover it the next day. We'll cover it the next day. The next day. Ender lilies. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's it. Ender lilies. Yeah. Gold is critical with WoW like Lono was with Destiny. Being critical is not being a jerk. Here's, I mean, there's this thing that happens when, you know, someone criticizes a game, okay? Ink Sanity, thank you so much for renewing the membership. There's that nice pink hair. What's good, cat? I see you in the chat. A $5 tip from Dave Cameron. As a core Pokemon fan, you know it's a true handheld experience. Getting the LLD model as a Pokemon fan is a no-brainer, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, let's let's do let's see what people have to think about it. We can do it. We can do a, a a poll chat here, a chat poll, a poll chat, a chat poll, a poll in the chat. Um, Nintendo Switch OLED. Are you getting one? Why or why not? Right? And we got yes. And we got no. Nintendo Switch OLED. Are you getting one? Ask your community. That's our that's our lead topic, and we're not talking about it. <laughs> In true SNTR Presents fashion, we're not talking about the lead topic. Dave Cameron getting us back on track, maybe with a $5 tip. Thank you. Take the poll. It's You don't got to go anywhere for the poll now. It's, it's literally in chat. Uh, I'd love to see your opinion on Indivisible. I love the art style of the game. Great indie game. Yeah, I mean, we need indies for the for that for that segment. So, oh, Eugene says no because I don't buy handhelds. Here's you guys want to know my theory on what happened with the Nintendo Switch Pro? Okay, okay. Here, here, here's my here's my here's my theory. <laughs> here's my theory on what happened. All right. I don't think they were ever planning to release a stronger version of the Switch. I don't think so. I don't think that was in the cards. What I think 
they were attempting to do is increase the games or the or the or the console's performance and standing with their large core ravenous enormous audience and that audience is mobile gamers people that want a mobile gaming experience and want to take it with them right that's it that's what they did that is that was their approach to the situation they said how can we make this a better handheld device how can we make the nintendo switch stand apart as a as a handheld gaming device and i got news for you that thing's gonna sell like crazy it is we're all gonna sit here and click no there's a poll in chat right now take the poll we're all gonna click no everybody's gonna say no i'm why would i get that why it's not any stronger right i'm gonna plug it in my tv you know what i mean according to schreier grub ahmad and a few others they've still they've still heard about a stronger switch and they got blindsided by the ship the chip shortage now i was gonna get to that wheezy i was gonna get to that now my theory is only half baked and here's why there's another side to this coin and that is there seems to be placeholders and industry inside information about a Nintendo Switch Pro what could have possibly slowed that down the semiconductor shortage okay so it's possible they punted on that aspect and maybe this was something that was planned as a precursor We're going to have a stronger one. We're going to have an OLED model. So think about it. You got Switch. You got Switch Lite. You got Switch OLED. And then the king shows up. The Switch Pro. Okay? So this could have all been a part of the plan, but the Pro was meant to land in closer succession with the OLED model. Now, I don't know how that would have went over with people because if you buy an OLED model and then they launch a Pro shortly thereafter, you're going to be like, what the frick? I just bought a one. Why are you doing this? So there's a couple possibilities there. There's a couple possibilities. They said, listen, the chip shortage, it, we, we can't make this stronger. It's not possible. We can make it, we can, we can go with the bigger screen and capitalize on that and make money on the product because... We have a large audience that will look and be like, "Hey, let's yeah, let's 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 upgrade. Well, let's get the bigger screen." There's plenty of people that use their Nintendo Switch as a mobile gaming console, but there's also plenty of people that are like, "No. I wanted something stronger, especially for Breath of the Wild 2. I wanted something that was going to give me, you know, 60 frames per second and maybe a higher resolution." And so, it's possible this OLED model was intended to be the Pro. It was intended to be a stronger switch. And the semiconductor shortage was like, no, we can't. So what do we do? What are we supposed to do with all this? What do we, we got all this? We got all these parts. We got all these warehouses. We got all these manufacturing lines ready to start cranking these out. What are we going to do? I, I honestly don't know. I, 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 that's my thought is that maybe they just punted the, the, the performance boost. They're like, yeah, can't do it. We don't, we don't have the parts. A different era with a $2 tip. Getting one because I don't have one. Battery was SPSD to be better. Oh, supposed to be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does it cost more than the Series S? I don't know. The pieces and the parts that are in it? I don't, I don't, I don't know. 
The chip shortage is starting to come to an end. I can go to a local micro center and pick up pretty much any GPU just at a marked up price. Yeah, but according according to the guy at AMD, the chip shortage isn't anywhere close to being over. He was talking like fourth quarter 2022 is when the chip shortage will start to start to go down and get back to normalcy. End end of 2022 is what the guy from AMD said. And there was somebody else in the industry that said the exact same thing. That the ship shortage, the, the, the chip, say that five times fast. Chip shortage, chip shortage. Chip shortage. The chip shortage is, is, is going to wane into 2022. And it's possible Nintendo was like, we got all the parts, we got all the people, let's just make one that is marketed to the, uh, the mobile people because there's a lot of them I really feel this was a flash in the pan for Nintendo just slap a different screen on it and run it they clearly were making a new and better switch I wonder if the chip shortage is what led to it just being mainly about screen I agree Lono it seems like a lot of trouble just to change a screen and add an ethernet port they wanted a stronger switch but they can't make it right now do you want to know what they're going to do all right, all right. Let, let, let's 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 really, really theorize what they could do. Are you guys ready? It's possible. I, I, I'm not. I am not a tech guy. I'm not a guru, but it's possible that anybody who buys and owns a Nintendo OLED model will, at a later date, be able to buy an upgraded docking station that improves performance. That is, I'm, I'm just telling you right now, that's possible because the architecture and the pieces and the parts could start to come back into the center frame and they can start to get some and they can start to make some and that could be an upgrade that you could buy later. I, but again, I have no idea if that's even technically possible. Basically docking the switch and it would then be harnessing the power of the, of the docking station to crank out more stuff. Now, I'm I'm fairly certain. Isn't there a way to set up a PC to run dual vid cards or something? There's got to be a way to do this to harness the power of another like video processing device to then increase performance when docked. They're letting you buy the dock separate now, so I mean, you have something with that theory, right? If you already have a Switch, a screen isn't good enough upgrade to get a new one. And what game could you possibly need Ethernet performance for on a Switch? How many Switch owners would actually use it? I would use the Ethernet port, because when I download games for my kiddos, a friggin' Wi-Fi takes a dadgum lifetime. Murph says you can, it's not efficient nowadays. Switch Pro might not even be for this generation. It could be R&D for the next version uh, generation Switch. I like this upgraded dock theory. Uh, Herve says there is, but that is over a PCIe lane, which the current gen NVIDIA chip doesn't have. Two video cards is a thing, but not a real increase in performance. That's why new cards don't support it. Right. Well, new cards are so strong, I would imagine you don't need it, right? I, I don't know. I would think. Um... 
You're like, well, you don't really need it. The card's strong enough on its own. 720, 30 FPS on a 7-inch screen is not good. That's what I'm saying. It's the 30 FPS more than anything, Ollie. I would take 720, 60 and a dadgum heartbeat. The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild at 60 FPS, I would take that in a heartbeat. If you're new and tuning in to the stream, be sure to take our poll. We got a lot to discuss today. One of the main things we're discussing is a Nintendo Switch Pro, or I'm sorry, the Nintendo Switch OLED model. And we got a poll in chat right now. Are you going to be getting one? 236 votes. 82% of the audience is saying no. You're the first English-speaking person that says my name correctly first try. Kudos. Hervey? I got it right? Oh, that feels good. I I, I like to say people's names. Uh, we have Korean friends, and he had everybody calling him by his last name because his first name was too hard. And so he, I, I was like, well, what's your first name? And so I committed to learning the pronunciation and I'm like I'm calling you by your name I'm not calling you you know what I mean and he's he's always very appreciative so I try to I try to get names right it's tough it's tough uh wh- who is uh it was I always called Kaganeko uh Cage <laughs> and uh Takashi when Takashi shows up people are always impressed They're like he's reading your name he's reading your your name's in Japanese and he's reading it it's like no I just remember it <laughs> I just remember it. Uh, the Switch's GPU and CPU is the console itself, not the dock. It can draw more power while docked. That's why performance increases as it can draw from a wall. It's not impossible to have a hybrid customization support for future Switch model, but the current design spec isn't like that. They could have baked it into the OLED model, though, Wheeze. It could be baked in. You know what I'm saying? Like in uh, like in Rogue One, where he, he, he plants the weakness in the Death Star they could have some sort of secret you know implants in the OLED model knowing in you know a year they'll be selling a, an upgraded dock for it or something dual GPU and even 3 or 4 are not supported anymore on the hardware side because on the software side they've walked away from supporting it years ago so they save the hardware cost by ending support right 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 you're not a Nintendo guy that would be a major chip update yeah yeah you're talking about a dock that would need to do... Hear me out here. Hear me out. The actual Switch OLED would need the ability to do two things. When docked, disable its GPU and then harness the power of another GPU by way of a new dock. You know what I'm saying? I could have baked it in there to then say, well, we know we're going to create a new dock down the line. So let's create the OLED model with this built in. East Coast Overlord with a $5 tip through Super Chat. You say my name wrong, Lono. It's pronounced Star Wars The Last Jedi is the worst movie. Oh, I'm sorry. I misread. I'm not buying it because I don't see any incentives for me to purchase it. Right. Oh, this doesn't sound very Nintendo. <laughs> you know, you're right. It it literally could just be that they wanted to get a bunch of mobile users to buy it <laughs> Lono needing chat to pronounce Japanese words weaves in chat look at what they need to mimic a fraction of our power <laughs> that's good that's good Gilly that's good all you freaking I, I always feel like what did weeb come from 
I this is this is what this is what cancel culture has done to me as a as a publicly viewed live streamer. I see certain words and I'm like, oh, that and I and I immediately think, oh, that's probably offensive and it's probably completely harmless. You know what I'm saying? Do you know what I'm saying? I see weeb and I'm like, that just kind of sounds like somebody's gonna say it's offensive one year. You know? In two years, someone will be like, hey, remember that time you said that? Yeah, we're coming for your we're we're coming for your your whole business because you said weeb. Dave Cameron with a $5 tip through Super Chat. It's a hilarious people comparing the Switch to other consoles when Sony and Microsoft haven't achieved the hybrid experience. Shut up, Lamau. Yeah, like, listen, I, I, I kind of want to take up what Dave Cameron is saying right now. I really, really do. If you look at the Nintendo Switch, from a technical standpoint, it's an impressive piece of equipment. It's an impressive piece of equipment. It's co- It's cool. It's literally a console you can take with you. Now, sure, it's not going to run games like God of War and others and look amazing. It's not. But it's a, it is a really, really cool console. If you really think about it, I can take Mario Kart with me anywhere. A great game. A game I've always loved. I love playing Mario Kart with my children. And then I can put it in a thing, dock it, and there it is. Switch is literal. What's good, Hilly? We need a game for Friday night, Hilly. (laughs) We need a game. Please tell me you're free this Friday. I missed it. I missed it last week. I was like, oh man. And like the the my wife's like, please don't order a bunch more booze. She's like, the fridge was so busting at the seams full. I was like, babe, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. (laughs) We're finally just now getting to the end of everything you guys bought me. It achieved that with PSP and Vita failed. It achieved, yes, this is, I, I like what Torchwood is saying. It achieved what the PSP and the Vita failed at. That's exactly right. Always free for you, my man. <laughs> Hang on. We're, we're committed. We are, we're men in committed relationships, Hilly. You know, we gotta <laughs> slow down. It's just the best portable now. I don't think you're gonna have another portable that'll be better than, I mean, you get these xCloud things going, maybe. I haven't had the desire to buy a Nintendo product since GameCube. They have childish franchises and they attach gimmicks to all their hardware. 100% not interested. Man, that's harsh. That's harsh. I mean, there's some truth to what you're saying. It's You're slightly overstating your case. I don't think they attach gimmicks to all their hardware. And I think a lot of their games are awesome. I, I don't think anybody would say that Breath of the Wild is for children. That game is friggin' hard in some places. And it's huge as well. Um, sounds like you need more beer. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. Don't. Don't. I told her I would do a light restock. I told her I would do a light restock. One thing about gimmicks is that everybody copies them. That's true. Are they increasing performance or just screen and design upgrades? It's That's what we're discussing, Z-Logic. Is no performance upgrades at all. This has been confirmed in an interview with The Verge. So for a while there, we were looking at the announcement and thinking maybe they don't want to focus on the enhanced performance because they don't want to undercut the existing Switch. No performance upgrades whatsoever. The only only performance upgrade you're going to get is 
faster downloads and better latency in online games like Fortnite because it's going to have an Ethernet port on it. That's the only performance upgrade you're going to see is you'll be able to download and update your games faster and if you play a game like Fortnite, you'll probably have better ping, right? Switch has the best library. Fight me. Thank you for the $4, Dave. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Tell me you need more beer without telling me you need more beer. <laughs> Five spot from Ashen. Watching you guys play Sea of Thieves has made me addicted. I traded in. I traded my space wings for pirate sails. I'm happy. Uh, I'm happy as Solaire finding his son. I'm free. <laughs> I want to love that game, Ashen. I just can't. I can't, dude. A couple of bad play sessions, and I'm ready to break a controller. <laughs> I just can't do it. You can do now, but you need a controller to carry around. So sad Sony gave up on handhelds. Imagine remote playing to your PS5. Well, I mean, and, and xCloud is getting good is getting good response from people that are using it, and then there's, you know, all the various handhelds you can use that on. I... Th- what I was saying, and what I was echoing what Dave, what Dave Cameron had said, was that the Nintendo Switch is actually a really impressive, you know, console. It really is. You don't have to like it, but you certainly have to respect it. The sales saturation of that console is impressive very very strong and there's no other device like it right now there isn't you know nintendo was the first to do a joystick on a controller with the nintendo 64 they were one of the first to get into motion controls with the nintendo wii and they're the single most successful portable gaming platform available only to be outdone by their own previous sales records of the Nintendo DS like I don't know man I, you don't gotta like their games you don't gotta like their products but you gotta respect it man they've they, they, no one no one's touching them in that in that market nobody the first to sell cardboard <laughs> it's true <laughs> it's true it's true, they sold cardboard and people bought it. People bought cardboard to play. <laughs> oh, that was well that was well done. Just buy a switch light if you don't want to play uh pay the premium. Light not lit. Just buy a switch lit, dude. <laughs> I love using XCloud. Uh they've started incorporating games that you can play without a controller, making my mobile gaming more convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Fit board, more like shame board. Oh yeah, remember the fit board? <laughs> I was given a Wii with a fit board. It broke under stress of my huge stature. This hurt my feelings, and now I brigade Nintendo until they're canceled. <laughs> uh, uh, show me on the Mario doll where Nintendo does this right. As a Nintendo fanboy, I absolutely agree. This product is not what anybody wanted but it makes sense with the sales uh, the way they are. If they don't update the hardware specs soon, I feel like cell phones are going to be more powerful mobile gaming device. Hervé says, I'm going to watch my favorite soccer team now. See you later, Lono and chat. Okay, Hervé. Okay, hang on, hang on. I got to guess your favorite soccer team. 
based on your name alone. Okay. Because I'm not Herve. Her, her, I, I don't know if I said it exactly right. So it could be a, it could be a Spanish name. It could be an Italian name. I'm gonna guess. My gut was that your favorite team's Italy, but it could very it could just as well be Mexico. I don't know who's playing today, so I don't know. I'm shooting in the dark. It's kind of early in the day, isn't it? If you look at the DS era, this is similar. Small upgrades, drawn out, switch life. <laughs> Big Mouth says England. <clears throat> is it a German name? Yeah, the double A. Oh, his last name is the clue. Italy already played. Yeah, his last name with the double A is a clue that it's not Italian or Spanish. It's it's a German name. So maybe, yeah, Germany might be his team. People are ticked because what we really want is a system where we can play the latest games in 4K60 anywhere and everywhere. Switch sales have been enormous. Why mess with success is what I figured Nintendo is thinking, especially with the scalpers market the way that it is. Right, right, right. Distorted says, cell phones already have more powerful gaming device. Most phones can do 60 and 120, no problem. 30 FPS is an automatic loss on Switch right off the bat. I swear if it ends up being home, if it ends up going home, hope Italy takes it, says Mike. Any word on pre-order getting the white? Yo, what's good, Dave Cameron? No, I'm, I might get the white one as well just to have one. And then my kids, we can have two Switches in the home. Periodically, we've dealt with that. 30 FPS no longer plays and is no longer acceptable for gaming products. I can't imagine Distorted playing Breath of the Wild on my TV right now. I cannot imagine it. I showed my dad Ghost of Tsushima and we... It was one of the best times to show him... It was one of the best times to show him Ghost of Tsushima. I was at a point where you go and you duel like five people before you go and duel like the big guy, right? I forget what it's called. Oh, the story was magnificent. This legendary samurai that no one could kill. Oh, it was awesome. It was so good. The story and the art leading up to it, and then you gotta go do all these duels. My dad was like, this is this is, this is a pretty good game. I wanted to play Ghost, but I settled for Sekiro. Excited to play, got on Steam Summer Sale. What do you mean you settled for Sekiro? They're both award-winning games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's like saying, I was... I was going to watch The Godfather, but, you know, I I settled for, you know, I'm trying to think of another, like, iconically award-winning movie that's won tons of awards. The Five Ronin. Yes, that's it, Sean. It was so awesome. Now, I think think I've played so much and I've cleared so much of the map in Ghost of Tsushima that, like, I'm too strong. Like, those five duels... Those five duels were a joke. I was like, this isn't even hard. Like, I'm too strong now. And I was playing sloppy and getting hit a lot, you know? I was just kind of like showing my dad the game. For anyone that moves from 30 to 60 or more, 30 becomes unplayable, including myself. I was an advocate for 30 being fine until then. Yeah, 30 is fine until you see the light. You know what I mean? 30 30 is fine. 30 FPS is fine until you see the light. Oh, shoot. I've not been checking my phone. Did people order coffee this morning? I bet you they did. Because I said something about it. Let me let me double check here. 
Let me double check. Okay, doesn't look like it. Hang on. The mail is refreshing. Mail is refreshing. No. Okay. Love this stuff, by the way. Glad to be back watching, Lono. Been a hot uh, minute on my end. Uh, been keeping up with your quick bits. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we changed the member badge to match the new logo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, good morning, Magoobers. Almost forgot what your sexy faces look like. What's good, Chess Pain? How are you? How are you? 30 FPS and still gaming. <laughs> That's right. I know we skirt around the topics, but any plans on doing a talk on the Apex hacking issue to save Titanfall? Yeah, I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. It might end up being a lead this week. It might end up being a lead. Um, I th- What we tried with a thumbnail today is... Um, we went with a thumbnail that was less about like a clickbait title and more about this is the show. You're clicking on a show. I would rather get less new clicks but get good new clicks. They know they're clicking on a live show. And then they'll remember. They'll remember the logo, my silly hair, and my glasses. You know, so we're trying something different with the thumbnail. Uh, the content's the same. We're doing the same thing, but we're just trying something a little bit different with the thumbnail. Just because we were kind of concerned we were getting a high a high amount of people coming in off of a, of a clickbaity thumbnail, but then they were like, what the frick is this? Because it's a live stream, and I'm not talking about the Nintendo Switch Pro for four hours. Um, so, nice Venom shirt. Thank you. Anytime you see me in a shirt you think is dope, be sure to use the shirt command. This one comes from the Marvel Collection uh, over on 80s Tees, and you can use code LONO for 30% off uh, over on 80s Tees. So be sure to do that. They have an amazing collection of shirts from the 90s, the 80s, movies, TV shows, Star Wars, Marvel. You can use code LONO on anything over there. And uh, the link today will just take you to the Marvel collection. But you can use code LONO on that entire website. Mike's going to come in the chat and be like, why are you guys talking smack about me? That's right. That's right. Retention's more valuable. Well, and we're also just... We're, we're, I am processing, like, how can I be successful in the industry without having to do things that I don't want to do? If that makes sense, like... I was enjoying making thumbnails and coming up with like quirky little statements to get people in the stream and who knows we may end up going back to that we may do this as an experiment for a week or two and be like this is a terrible idea but at the same time if we do this for a year or two anytime somebody searches for something you know they're gonna see SNTR presents and be like oh Lono's talking about that today and they're gonna click on the stream or they're gonna see it and suggest it and be like oh yeah he's talking about that right now and they're gonna click you know what I mean that's kind of the idea is like it creates brand awareness it communicates that it's a live show it communicates like this is the show SNTR presents is the show that's what you clicked on sure we're talking about the Nintendo Switch Pro we got a poll in chat about the Nintendo Switch OLED model we want to know are you going to buy one if you're new and you clicked on the stream today hit subscribe talk in chat we'd love to welcome you we, we you gotta you gotta be a subscriber to talk in chat subscribing is free um, and so we appreciate that Lono hot takes or Android or iOS guy, Windows or Mac, boxes or brief, Apple or grape juice. We need the deeds. Well, I'm an iOS guy, and it's not because I have anything against uh, Android or because I'm like an, an Apple fanboy. 
I have just used an iPhone for such a long time. I just like it. It's just comfortable. And I only use the phone for so many things. And what I use it for, it works perfectly for. Um, Windows or Mac, I've just always been on a Windows machine. I, I've, I feel like I bumble around on a Mac. I'm, obviously, I could get... I could become proficient, but I always bumble around on a Mac. Uh, boxers or briefs? Boxers or boxer briefs? I don't like briefs. They're uncomfortable. Apple or grape juice? I'd go with grape juice. I'd go with grape juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A better screen with no real performance upgrades is a big no for me. It's a $50 price increase. And for a lot of people, it's an easy yes. Because they're like, I take this thing with me everywhere. Screen's a little scratched up. Things a little worse for wear. Let me get a new one. Bigger screen, brighter screen, longer battery life. You know? When I want to download a game, I can plug it into the Ethernet. It'll download faster. For some people, this can be a slam dunk. You know what I mean? It can be a slam dunk. Let me get that. You know what I mean? I mean, let me let me snag that upgrade. It's fifty dollars more than the regular price point, the current price point that is. You're 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 spending. Well, obviously you're not spending fifty dollars. You got to buy the whole thing. But I only use it in TV mode. Yeah, if you're only ever using it in TV mode, and you're never in a rush to download a game, and you don't play anything online, then who in the frick cares? You don't need it. Right? Have you seen this? Yes, I saw that, Faz. We were talking about that earlier and how we kind of predicted that. We called it Assassin's Creed Generations, and we speculated on how they were using Valhalla as their test case to build from the ground up an Assassin's Creed live service game. Yes, yes, yes. Assassin's Creed Valhalla is live service, quasi live service. But I believe they would they would do this, and we called it Assassin's Creed Generations. They're calling it Assassin's Creed Infinity. I really wish we would have went with my prediction a couple weeks ago as a lead, because I'd be like, hey, remember that? Remember that video? I told you this was coming. Um, longer battery than the original, but not more than the red box one. The red box one. Oh, I didn't realize there was a new version of the current Switch that came in a different box. That has better battery? I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know that you could... I didn't know they did that. If you look at Nintendo's website, it lists the OLED as version 2 Switch. And they have the same battery. Yeah, I I think I have a generation 1 of the Switch. Which, I would imagine, a lot of people have the generation 1. I think when it first launched, it sold very well. You know what I mean? Um... Switch Light. Oh, does the Switch Light have that battery? I they did. Did they update the battery in the in the current dockable Switch, or did they just update the battery in the Switch Light? The OLED is fifty more than a Series S and fifty less than the digital PS Five. I'm curious how they're going position, to position the Pro in that market. Yeah, that's a really good point. If you're you're going to be competing with other consoles. The OLED is 50 more than a Series S and 50 less than a digital PS5. So it's already right there in the price market of existing next-gen consoles. If the Pro lands on the market and is truly an updated version of the Switch, you know, what kind of a price point are we talking here? You also have to consider that the existing version of the Switch, they have no reason to adjust on price because they don't really have competition. 
you got to think of it in that realm, right? You're thinking in the realm of like raw price comparison, but you can't do that. The Nintendo Switch, and I genuinely mean this, the Nintendo Switch has no competition. What's competing with it? Well, the Xbox and the Sony plays it. No, they're not. They're not in the same competition. They're not, they're not in competition with each other. Anybody who's considering buying a Switch is not is not comparing it on its merits of tech or its or its like amazing graphics. That's not why somebody buys a Switch. No one's looking at like a PS5, a Series X, and a Switch and being like, "Which should I buy for the best graphical performance?" Like there, it's the Switch isn't in com- com- competition with anything. It sells its own product on its own merits to its to an audience that has no interest in doing that. Or, like me, they just want to have every console in their house. They want to be able to play anything that comes out. Not everybody's a content creator. Some people literally have that attitude. They're like, dude, I want every console. Nintendo doesn't need to do anything. Yeah, I tend to agree. I, I, I don't think... I don't think they're in competition. I don't think they're in competition with the Sony or the, or, or the, or the Xbox. You buy a Switch for first-party titles, Nintendo can can 100% sell a Switch Pro for $400 and make a silly amount of money. Yeah, because where else are you going to be able to play graphically increased Breath of the Wild or Mario or whatever the frick? Nowhere. It's the only place you can play it. 100% true. I have a PS5 and a Switch. I look at the Switch in a completely different light. Yeah. People consider between, like, PC, PS5, and Xbox... And then the Switch is off in some other playground. Like, you know what I mean? It's like... Here, here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. This is a good analogy. Okay? It's like thinking about going to this theme park for roller coasters or this theme park for roller coasters. And you're comparing the two theme parks and their roller coasters and their rides. Okay? Nintendo Switch is a water park you're you're not going to compare it you're, it's not even in the feet you're like no if I want to go to a water park that's a different discussion I'm going to go to the best water park there is if you want Nintendo games and you want like a mobile gaming experience right now you go get a switch but when you're comparing the rides and the coasters you're comparing PlayStation and Xbox which do I want and Switch is over in the corner. Switch is a water park. It's not even a comparison. You wouldn't compare Cedar Point to a water park. It wouldn't make any sense. They're completely different in what they offer. Like, I, I, I want to go put on my swimsuit and play and go down raft rides and do all this stuff. I don't care about how many coasters you have. That's not what I'm looking for. So when someone's looking at Nintendo Switch and you're sitting here talking about the graphical fidelity of PS5 and Ratchet and Clank, they're like, I don't care about that. That's not what I'm shopping for. Wheezy says, people don't realize Nintendo doesn't give a crap. They have the best-selling game franchise of all time and the most profitable media franchise of all time of all time exclusive to them. Nintendo don't bow. They don't, yeah, they don't need to. They got Mario and they got Zelda. And pretty soon, I can't wait. They're going to have a Metroid worth playing, I hope. I hope. I absolutely love Baldur's Gate 2 on Switch. The game feels made for made for a handheld. I'm absolutely addicted. 
I wonder what their saturation is for games like Diablo and others. Because what a great way to play Diablo. You just take it with you. You know, grind a couple riffs, you know, on the bus or wherever you are. You know, on the J train. You know, on the blue line, on the taxi ride, on the Uber ride, whatever. You know, at the DMV. You're just sitting there grinding out some riffs. Like, I wonder how well some of those games do because it just seems like such a win it's like oh, I'll take this with me I'll grind out some stuff you know I love playing rogues yeah rogues and platformers are perfect for the switch it killed me when Ori wasn't on it I was like man this game is made for the switch come on you know everyone picked up Pokemon uh, Pokemon <laughs> I mean you can't I remember when my son wanted to play Pokemon and my daughter was playing on the Switch and I suddenly had that realization I was like oh you can only play that on Nintendo it like it like dawned on me I was like oh yeah if you want to play Pokemon that's where it exists you know it's a disappointment that they didn't make it 4k or give it slightly better graphics card uh, I didn't have to compete. It didn't have to compete with Xbox or PlayStation, but at least prepare the Switch for the immediate future. Homie, I agree with you. I agree with you. No, yeah, Ori's on the Switch now. It, it, I, I said it rather quickly, but it killed me when it wasn't. It was like, man, this is a match made in heaven. I don't even need the Switch to be more powerful. I just needed a box. Right. Well, and if it's a box, then it's not a Switch. You know what I mean? Like, look at the logo. That little snap thing. I love their marketing. It's so crisp and clean. That little... When it, like, locks in and snaps. It wouldn't be a Switch if it was just a box. You know what I mean? 4K on a handheld? Yeah, you ain't getting 4K on a handheld. I Yeah, that's what, yeah I get what Eugene is saying. <laughs> Pokemon's the most profitable media franchise of all time. Pokemon Go has made literally a billion bucks a year each year that it's been out. That's crazy. I'm not saying it won't sell to the hardcore uh, Nindy fan, but how do you convince the ordinary consumer to pick up over, pick that over a Switch Lite? Well, you don't have... You're missing the point that's, that, that Wheezy is making. They don't need to convince the ordinary consumer. If I'm, if I'm selling my product hand over fist, okay, let's say I'm selling, you know, specialized ergonomically balanced mechanical pencils, okay? And I'm selling them hand over fist. I'm one of the only places, I'm one of the only manufacturers of these very particular mechanical pencils, alright? And you come to me and you say, yes, but how can you market that to the ordinary consumer? Do you know what I'm gonna say? I don't give a frick about the ordinary consumer. I'm selling these things uh, hand over fist. I can't stop selling them. If I start trying to make this for you, I run the risk of diluting the product. I run the risk of corrupting why it's selling so well. I don't have to sell to it to the ordinary consumer. I'm massively successful with my my very specifically designed ergonomic pencils. You know? You don't you don't This is part of what I'm trying to do with my product on YouTube. Is I'm trying to be like, "You know what?" We don't have to play the YouTube game. I'm just going to boot up and do a show, and we'll meet people. And then people will be like, 
this is a great show. Well, Lona, why don't you do this? Or why don't you play that game? Or why don't you cover that game? There's huge audiences that play and love and, and want to watch those games. And I'm going to be like, that's just not what I want to do. That's not my product. That's not my brand. That That's... That's why Nintendo has never has never had to play nice with the other with the other uh, platforms. They don't have to. What? It's not. It's not. It's not even a problem for them. People are confusing what they will buy versus what the market will bear, and the market will bear this new switch. Oh yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna sell like crazy. That thing's gonna hit the Asian market, and you're not gonna be able to buy one. You're not going to be able to buy one. The Asian market is massive. They tip the scales with respect to two things. Mobile gaming saturation and the percentage of women who play video games. As soon as you include the Asian market and the mobile gaming market over there, you leave the West, you leave America, though all the scales tip, as soon as you start to include that market, you get way more people playing mobile and you get way more women playing soon as you leave america and a lot of times people people confuse that right they'll they'll criticize representation on the purple platform and they'll say there's not enough representation look at the percentages you know of women who game and look at the percentage that are watched and and consumed on a gaming platform and i I think number one they misunderstand the statistics and number two i think they misunderstand what what (laughs) how few people are successful anyway (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like so few people are successful over there anyway. It's a small percentage. So you're talking about a percentage of a percentage. Do you understand? It's a percentage of a percentage. If you're going to be successful on purple, you're in a very, very small percentage of people. And then a percentage of that incredibly small percentage happen to be women, especially in the gaming or competitive gaming landscape. Look at competitive gaming. Look at the tournaments. Look at the teams, right? It's a percentage of a percentage, and people don't completely misunderstand. They're like, well, but if you look at the percentage of gamers that are women, there should be more representation on purple. And it's like, it's not about that. There's not somebody sitting there hand-picking. And there's never been a platform that's tried to hand-pick and play favorites to, to, to tilt the scales toward women broadcasters. It's that friggin' platform. They've done everything they friggin' can to make it to where women, women get a fair shake. They really have. And yet people still complain and cry about it. And it's like, you're, you're misunderstanding the statistics. Like, if you consider the globe, sure. But purple doesn't appeal to the globe in the same way, in the same way that mobile gaming does. Mobile gaming can go anywhere. Mobile gaming is huge everywhere. So, I in, in, in general, when Nintendo looks at their market and they look at who they're making their games for, who they're making their platform for... This is one of the reasons, this is one of the reasons when you watch their Nintendo Directs, you're bored for 75% of it. You're like, what the frick is this? Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you are a, you are a, you know, 20 to 40 something Westerner. And you're like, I don't get any of this. Yeah, you're not there. You're not their market. <laughs> you're not their market. Their market is, is, you know, mobile you know, more Japanese style games. I mean, there are games they probably never even market in the West. They never pay for a single ad placement in the West because we wouldn't buy it. We just wouldn't. Mobile's huge. It's the largest saturation and most profitable in the world. Yeah, it's insane. 
the viewers choose in a market you can't force viewership yeah if there's if there's <laughs> if there's one thing purple is proven it's that you you cannot you can't force growth you know what i mean you can't you you, you simply can't if you come to my restaurant and you have decided that at my restaurant the best thing on the menu is the burgers and the steaks I can shove salad in your face from the moment you walk in the door. We got salads. Thanks. Got a salad bar. I appreciate it. We got a sale on salads. We appreciate it. We're featuring salads tonight. You don't freaking care. You're like, I don't care about that. I'm here for your ribeye. I'm here for your Angus burger. I'm not here for all that. So when when someone comes to a platform like that, you... You can shove the most talented, most funny, most entertaining, most highly skilled gamer in their face. I don't care what their race or gender is. Doesn't matter. If they're there to watch a particular streamer, a particular type of streamer, you're not going to change their mind by shoving salad in their face. That's not what they're there for. That's something that that platform has failed to realize in 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 such large and measurable numbers of failed efforts of getting certain people growing or featured or you know trying to be inclusive all these things should be celebrated they're 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 worthy causes okay but you will never you will never manufacture organic growth and success you can't manufacture it ask mixer how it went for them when they tried to buy some of the most successful streamers in the industry and it went nowhere it went nowhere so that's all the proof you need like if you think you're gonna take somebody and say well we want to foster an environment where different types of people can be successful you, you get your pats on your back and you get your false virtue on Twitter, but you're not going to see success in the numbers. You simply aren't. <clears throat> you aren't. Because they grabbed some of the most successful streamers in the industry and it didn't do anything for them. That's all the proof you need. You can shove the most talented, the most gifted people front and center stage, something magical, something in or something intangible something organic happens and then all of a sudden the growth is there now in order for that to happen opportunity should be there and i think that's something that is admirable to try to do but the leading cause for growth is always going to be organic communal support and that's why youtube i think is a is a better platform because of you know recommendations so the same thing applies to what we're talking about with the Nintendo Switch. It's like, if they tried to make the Nintendo Switch appealing to you, they would ultimately fail. Why? Because that's not what you're looking for. They could shove the Nintendo Switch in your face. They could have a sale. They could get games like Doom. And it wouldn't matter. Why? Because you're like, I'm looking for the best graphics. I'm looking for a really strong console. So no matter how much they shove that salad in your face, you're like, I don't care. So their best course of action is to put the salad in front of the people looking for salad. And that's what they do. Bigger and better mobile screen. Great first-party Nintendo titles. Like, great 
you know, great Nintendo audience, you know, Asian market audience titles. That's what, that's how they're going to sell the most. You know, Lono talking about, no, I'm not talking about that bleep. That's what Microsoft is doing with Game Pass. They're trying to shove it in everyone's face. That is the best thing ever. Mm, Different. Okay. Game Pass is a service, not a product. And so, when you're trying to promote a service, you do have a broader reach and approach of value for a handful of reasons. Mainly because it's like the internet, right? It's like the internet. The internet's a service, and you can use it in a variety of ways. So what matters to you? Speed, bandwidth, right? So a service like, like Game Pass can be more broad in, hey... Do you like free games? Do you like to play games that are new? Do you like to get discounts on things? Do you like to sample things? Like, all those things are are a reason for different types of gamers to find Game Pass appealing. They doubled the storage for the gamer on the go. Yeah, bigger and better screen and more storage for gamer on the go. That's exactly right. It's 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 crafted to their market. It's 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 a well-crafted upgrade for their main audience and main market. This is why they should have focused on buying up a ton of growing mid-tier streamers like you because that would have been the smarter play. It, it Yeah, if you go back and look at Nixer's strategy, Sinos, when they saw results, that's what they were actually doing. There was a whole article on this where the minute they got Ninja in contract, a bunch of mid-tier streamers who had contracts up for renewal basically got their like got a, a significantly lower rate or they just got the ice. They just got cold shouldered. And I remember I read that article and I told people, I said, if you're trying to grow, I wouldn't spend a minute on that platform. They have made it clear what their strategy is. They don't give a frick about mid-tier or growing streamers. They don't care. They turn their backs on them. There were people that had gone over there and invested in that platform, signed a contract, believed in that platform, and poured two years or more. And then all of a sudden, Mixer didn't want them anymore. So I told people, I said, I won't waste your freaking time over there. They're trying to use it as a marketing funnel. They were just going to use it as a marketing funnel. All that platform was going to be was a storefront for Game Pass and Microsoft products, Halo and and the rest. That's all they were going to use that platform for. That's it. They were they were literally not going to invest in streamers or a streamer platform. They just wanted a marketing funnel. That's why they grabbed Ninja. They wanted his footprint. They wanted him to send an Instagram post, a tweet, and stream all about the you know the latest and greatest thing on game pass or the latest and greatest thing for halo infinite or whatever and unfortunately you know they looked at the numbers and they probably just decided it's not going to need it's not going to lead to enough conversions we're spending a stupid amount of money on these streamers and infrastructure and support and we're not going to get any conversion we're going to get any conversion from this we're not going to make any money on this we're going to lose money on this this is one of the reasons why I still think Purple is at risk of getting cut loose by Amazon. I, I still think that's 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 a possibility. It's just 
Creature and I were talking about this the other day. He thinks that Amazon still wants to sell, but they can't find a buyer. Nobody wants to buy purple because it's probably not profitable. It's it's the the infrastructure and support is way too expensive. Ad revenue turnover is bad and controversy in the public is bad. Um, it's just not generating enough revenue. I don't think they I don't think they can find anybody that wants to buy it. I think you're going to continue to see every year Amazon's going to push that distance between the two platforms. It's now Prime Gaming, right? They took away the Prime benefits, you know, of you get a free sub, but you don't get the ad-free viewing anymore, and it's all called Prime Gaming now. They're 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 slowly creating a chasm between that platform and Amazon. Amazon doesn't want anything to do with it anymore, I don't think. Too much controversy, not enough money, right? It's run it's run it's run by people that don't know how to they, they don't they they couldn't they couldn't scale with the growth, they couldn't handle it, they didn't have people in the right positions, you know? There's now I saw an article there's a California law that might pass that's going to make it a lot harder for them just to ban people. I'm really wondering if the, you know if that law were to pass, you know, could I reach out and say, hey, I need, I need this to be looked at again. I need my my situation and my contract revisited um, if that if that law passes. Um, I don't really want to go back over there. I don't. It'd be great for a footprint, but I'm telling you, it, there's there's a there's a lot going on in this space that. That the mixer got out. They're like, we're getting out of here. You know what I mean? Um, you think that platform is raking it in? Well, the previous VP said that it wasn't a very profitable platform. He said that they actually don't make that much money. It seems like they're making tons of money, but he said it's actually not very profitable. And then he talked. And then after he gave his commentary, you know, Amazon publicly stated they were not pleased with the ad revenue over there. Um, I don't know. A lot of people left, and that VP wasn't taking a shot. He was merely commentating on the profitability of live streaming. He was like, it actually doesn't make very much money. That's why I think they run on a skeleton crew. I don't think they have a lot of staff. I don't think they have a lot of people. So, Control and Hitman 3 can be streamed on Switch, and it's great. How could, what streamed on Switch? How? What do you use to do that? I liked Hitman 3. I thought that was a really, really fun game. I can never see... I, I, I can never see playing, like, high-fidelity games on Switch, like Doom and stuff, because I know they're just not going to look good, you know? Funny accounting can make it look less profitable than it is. I don't know. Controversies drop stock value. That's why Disney dumped this person, this person, and this person so fast when they did. They need to keep their value up for the Fox deal to go through. Yeah. The contracts for the big guys is what generates the money. Probably their favorite streamer for, to uh, very favorable to the streamers themselves. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I it, unless unless they they completely turned everything around after that VP exited I personally think they are over their okay so when I worked I've told this story before we, I worked at Dial America uh, marketing 
and we would call people to renew magazine subscriptions and a portion of it would go to a charity okay and there was a time where you would call them nine or twelve months later to say hey do you want to re-up or you're halfway through that subscription would right would you like another one you know would, would you would you like another one and they started overcalling the lead base. Instead of calling them 9 or 12 months, they would call them 6 to 8 months. Then they were calling them after 6 months. We started calling people and they're like, you literally just called me 2 months ago. I haven't even gotten my first magazine yet. Because some magazines only come out once a quarter. Right? They're like, I don't understand. What? 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 Why are you calling me again? And eventually, they ran out of leads. Right? So, the concern with Purple is that most of their focus for the last two or three years has been on monetization. Hype train, bit badges, gifted subs, cheering, all of it, okay? And so, the the nature of that platform is all about, is all about that, is all about the monetization. And I think long-term, that ends up being the detriment of the platform right now sure like what Eugene is saying so many some of these people are you know having you know hundreds of thousands of subs you add them all together and it's hundreds of thousands of subs right and some of these people are breaking records yet again with gifted subs and the sub drops and everything else with the uh, the the various things sure that's a lot of money but with respect to a live streaming medium and the future of live streaming mediums, I think they're going to run aground because eventually that bubble bursts. You can only have so many initiatives. You can only have so many people pushing a button at a given time. And eventually your entertainment factor, your, are there tournaments? Are there events? Are there things happening? Eventually that's not happening enough to sustain all those other efforts. Does that make sense? It's kind of like when you would go into, I would go into Best Buy to buy a cable and I'd go to check out. They'd be like, do you want the insurance on it? No. Do you want this magazine subscription? No. Do you want to sign up for a Best Buy credit card? No. It was like, will you just leave me the frick alone? Now, the reason Best Buy could get away with that at the time is because they had a ridiculous amount of foot traffic. So, you could squeeze everybody that came in, and everybody, every so often, someone does a, yeah, I'll take a credit card, or yeah, I'll take that magazine subscription. You can squeeze the frick out of your foot traffic, and it turns a profit. Okay? If any of those numbers start to dip, if viewership and all that starts to go down, because maybe people get tired of the ad saturation, maybe people get tired of whatever, then it won't sustain the squeeze if that makes sense. So Best Buy, now when you go into Best Buy, they don't do any of that stuff. Why? Well, their foot traffic is probably down. So it was like, we can't afford to do this. We cannot afford to squeeze our waning foot traffic. So long term, I'm thinking you'll start to see a decline in viewership over there, which will then in turn mean all that profitability on subs and bits and hype train, I think all that will start to go down. I could I could be 100% wrong. They could be continuing to catch lightning in a bottle, but I just continue to think you're just over monetizing your viewer base and eventually people are going to get sick of it and they're just going to stop watching. They're going to be like it's not about content, it's not about entertainment anymore, you know. 
and that would be to me that would be the ultimate concern is that the identity and the soul of the platform is lost in the fray so i mean obviously we were talking nintendo switch pro and we got off on this tangent but it's very much related nintendo switch could lose its identity if suddenly it tried to market a nintendo switch pro console that's like high definition 4k whatever for your for your living room well i mean that's not their market they'd lose their soul in the process and potentially it wouldn't sell very well yo bgbq8 with the renewed membership thanks so much for doing that enjoy your blue badge if you guys have been enjoying the topics and discussions today in the back and forth remember to hit the subscribe button hit subscribe and the bell button we would greatly appreciate that <clears throat> They went through the roof during the, the, the sickie. Microsoft dipped due to the massive size of the purple footprint. It's almost unpenetrable. If it's for sale, buyers will be lining up. No. No, I don't think so. Nope. Lono's right. What he's describing is exactly what happened and is happening in the cable industry and why they are hard pivoting to internet services. This is why Microsoft is pivoting to services because it's it's easier for them to turn a profit on a service than to try to turn a profit on a console. And if Switch wants to continue to dominate the mobile market, having literally one of the fanciest, coolest mobile gaming devices with 64 gig of storage and an OLED screen, that's their market. That's who they're marketing to. Like... The minute you keep doing like the same thing, or you try to do what everybody else is doing, is the minute you become irrelevant. Like no one gives a frick about like a Nintendo Switch that's really strong. I listen. I know people get angry and they get on Twitter and they're like, "This is none of the stuff we've been asking for." But it's like, yeah, you're a Westerner. You're an American. You're asking for all the things that appeal to us. What what appeals to us? The new the bigger the stronger the faster we we had we we had consumer level hummers okay like th- that was a thing <laughs> like a, a consumer level purchasable hummer that's america america like that's how we think we think if it's not bigger faster stronger why the frick am i buying it and that's how we think in the console world that's how the that's how we think in the gaming world. That's how we think in the PC gaming world. And Switch's market, Switch's target audience, doesn't think that way. It doesn't think that way. They, they're not thinking that way. They're like, no, I I love to take this with me. I play Pokemon. I play I play this game or that game every day, and I want to bring it with me. And man, a, no, a newer, brighter screen, more storage, so I don't have to keep uninstalling my games. Oh, this is gonna be great. Better battery life. Oh, dude, that's gonna that's gonna help my commute. That's their audience. Fried Twinkies, that's right, that's right. Fried Twinkies and heart disease and big ve- big motor vehicles. <laughs> Remember the NX? Yeah, wasn't the NX the code name for the Switch? I thought that was what it was the code name for. That was like before we saw anything about it. Cable industry is very different. Cord cutting killed cable. Purple's the market leader in game streaming, an industry in its infancy relatively. Well, but this is another thing they were always they were always very open about. And I don't know if these numbers have changed big mouth, but when I was over there, new user acquisition was terrible for that platform. 
viewership going up awesome more money coming in great but youtube's user footprint is an absolute leviathan in comparison youtube plays their cards right which right now i don't know what they're doing i really truly don't i wish i did i wish they came out with a public statement about their plans for live streaming but i think they're being hush hush because they don't want purple to beat them to the floor on anything so youtubers being super hush hush but youtube is the largest platform on the internet as far as user base goes daily engaged users like if they can channel that and, and and launch a successful streaming avenue which currently it's it's just it's there there's nothing special about it there's nothing fancy there's nothing refined about youtube's live streaming right they they have to basically fully launch a i think they should call it youtube live and that should be its own portion of the website it should be completely reworked chat interface should be better you should be able to pick a username that's attached to your google account so you have a youtube live username so your full name doesn't show up in chat like the the, the chat interface the mod interface the monetization all that needs completely reworked and it needs to be under its own umbrella and the way that you meld the two together is they take everything they know about you know recommendations and the algorithm and you just start to feed people over to the live content to the live platform and then they're like wow this is a really really nice interface this is a really really nice way to watch content until they do that live streaming on YouTube is always going to be a limping horse it's a three legged horse it's just never going anywhere like YouTube music it takes you to a different app because it's specifically for the music right that's why I think they shut down YouTube gaming because you say YouTube gaming is pretty awful. It's not even a thing anymore. They shut it down. It's not there. So around the time that they snagged Courage, 100 Thieves, and all those streamers and some of the bigger tournaments, around that same time, they shut down YouTube gaming. It's not a thing anymore. The app is gone. Bye-bye. So they... They have they clearly have a plan for live streaming. They have to. Why else would you buy all those people and shut down YouTube gaming? Why would you have streamers and YouTubers saying that they spoke with YouTube about some of the things coming for live streaming that are really promising but they can't say anything? Well, come on. They removed that section of the website? Well, they got rid of the app. It's not that YouTube gaming is gone. You can still go to YouTube and then scroll down and click on gaming. It's youtube.com/gaming. But the app is gone. There is no, there is no YouTube, um, there, there is no YouTube gaming app anymore. It's not, it's, it's not a thing. It was a thing. It was, it was, it was a hundred percent a thing. It was a, it was a whole app you could download on your phone. If they sort out live streaming, it'll be a five-legged horse. I know. If they get their act together, they'll blow purple out of the water. I really, really hope that Google's playing the long game because they grabbed a bunch of tournaments and they grabbed a bunch of streamers. And it's like, man, I really hope you guys are playing the long game because right now this is a limping horse. Like, that's something that Creature and I were talking about last night. I was like, all the things I want to do, all the things about live streaming that drives me crazy on this platform, it's because it's not built for what I do. It's built for uploads. It's built for Let's Plays. That's what it's built for. And that's not what we do. 
I, that's not what I'm doing right now. I'm not playing a game. You know, that, that, that's, that's, that's not what we're doing. We're doing a live stream, an interactive stream that is, that is, you know, in, in my estimation. See, we're not even in gaming right now. If you go to the video, yeah, it doesn't even have us in gaming. And I put us in gaming, but I didn't pick a game. So it doesn't know what to do with us. Yeah, we're in gaming without a game. So when you click on the video and you go to the category, it doesn't know what to do with us. That's, you know, likely hurting us. You know? As a stand, the onus is on YouTube and others to make the push. Otherwise, Purple will continue to lead. Purple's basically uh, Steam and YouTube's Epic. In the realm of live streaming, sure, sure, sure. But in the realm of, of consumed content on the daily, you can't compete with YouTube. It's just too large. But it's, again, mostly uploads. I don't think YouTube values live streaming, hence why YouTube gaming died. I don't think you have any evidence for that to be true. I think buying tournaments and streamers and entire esports organizations says the opposite. I do think they care about live streaming. I think they looked at YouTube gaming and they were like, this isn't built properly. We need to go back to the drawing board. Which I I hope that I'm guessing properly. Because if the only reason they bought those tournaments and bought those streamers was to hurt purple, what the frick? Why would you even bother with that? Why would you waste money on that? that that's not good business. That's just vengeance. That's just vengeful. I can't see them buying a hundred thieves and 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 big big tournaments, right? I, why? Why would you do that? And then and then at the same time shut down YouTube gaming. All signs point to the fact that they've got plans for something. You know what I mean? Quality of the tools offered is night and day. Yes and no. Yes and no. They actually have better infrastructure for live streaming. You just don't see it because it's not on it's not on your end, it's on my end. As a live streamer, they actually have better infrastructure for certain things. If my internet goes down or my computer crashes or OBS crashes, my live stream stays up. All I got to do is get things back up and running and then the stream stays consistent. Like that system alone is significantly better than purple. The background elements of planning a stream, scheduling a stream, having a very, very clear focus for a stream, that's a huge, huge leg up for the algorithm and for recommendations. They actually have done a really good job making sure that live streaming can plug in to the existing YouTube platform and actually get people to watch. I mean, we meet new people every single day. Specifically, the problem is the upcoming and younger streamers see YouTube as the upload platform, not streaming. Zoomers look at YouTube as worse TikTok, basically. That doesn't help. I mean, I don't know. Your biggest challenge, though, is up upcoming and younger streamers will never be successful on Purple because Purple is value dri- uh, volume-driven, not value-driven. Purple is all volume-driven, not value-driven. YouTube gives opportunity for growth because it's value-driven. Recommendations are driven by, by value and by content. And that's how content grows and flourishes. That's how we've been able to replace virtually every lost sub we've gotten you know, since we since we stopped covering Destiny. Because it's a value-driven platform. Like, there's no way we're gaining, you know, and losing equal subs 
by pure happenstance. It's because it's a value-driven, recommendation-driven platform. You know what I mean? When you have huge, young, huge streamers like Dream and other Minecraft or Fortnite streamers basically only touch Twitch and upload clips to YouTube, it isn't helpful. Guys like Dream are huge and came out of nowhere on purple because of Minecraft. As a Minecraft speedrunner. Well, sure, sure, but that doesn't mean that if they start to make the funnel over here function properly, you'd have guys like that start to think, well, my YouTube channel, that's a big audience. They start dipping their toes and streaming in both places and experimenting. I got news for you. If if YouTube were to properly build a really, really good streaming infrastructure and, well, not even infrastructure, but the front face, monetization, the chat, the tools, all of that, and they launched it. Let's just call it YouTube Live. If they launched that, I guarantee you really big guys like that would experiment unless they're under contract. Right? Unless they're under contract. That's one of the things Purple's made sure to do is they secure those people in the contract so they can't stream over here. That's one of the reasons that they do it. Because I got news for you. Guys like that would stream in both places. Why? That's easy money. It's easy money. They'd either multi-stream, restream, or they'd do both. Because why wouldn't you? You know what I mean? Why wouldn't you? A massive audience. Can you imagine having a paying membership base here and over there? That'd be incredible. If Google leans into YouTube the way people behind the scenes are hinting at but are scared to talk about, it's the end for everyone else. Uh, it'll be a fight for second place. End of story. Yeah, that's if all those people that were like, listen, I can't talk about the stuff I heard about behind the scenes. It's too big to talk about. Then that would be the hope. That would be the hope. You can't get money from Purple, though, if you're streaming. Yeah, you can't. They, they put you in exclusivity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't. It, that's why they do that. That's why they do that, because they want you to only be able to watch that person there. You know what I mean? They only want that. If you are super popular and you got a big audience, they don't want people to be able to watch you live stream anywhere else. They don't want you to. What would be interesting is how many smaller streamers would abandon to try to find growth. This is where I think the bubble can burst for that platform. Is I there's the opportunities for growth are random and almost unheard of. They're they're anomalous. You have things like Dream and others. They're anomalous. 90% of that platform is going nowhere. It's just going nowhere. And eventually, I think you start to have those people burn out and leave. And that's when your bubble bursts. Because then you're nothing but a volume-driven, top-heavy platform with nothing else. One of the reasons YouTube is the size that it is is because so many channels have had growth and opportunities. So many people have been able to build an entire, you know, like, brand. And I don't think you can do that over there. I'm not punching, by the way. I, I'm not I'm not taking cheap shots. I said this when I was over there. I said the opportunity for growth over here is abysmal. I was a top 1% streamer in the world, and I couldn't grow outside of my main game. 
There were no growth opportunities over there. It was always the same 20 people getting all the love, getting all the clicks, getting all the views. You know? So, I don't know. I it, it, to me, I see that as bursting. It's too it's it's too top heavy. It's way too top heavy to to not eventually have its bubble burst unless they start to figure out and I've said it and I said this when I was over there. If they can figure out recommendations, right? If 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 they can can figure out recommendations and growth opportunities for everybody along the the volume size over there, well then they they've got a really good shot at longevity. I think their biggest danger of longevity is they're too vo- they're too volume driven and they're too top heavy. That's why they make no money. They spend all their money on the top 10% and the other 90% drags it down. I think that's one of the reasons they started automatically mod- uh, monetizing channels. Monetization was automatic. Why? Because they want to make money on all the small guys. Oh yeah, I have subs and bits. Yeah, well now they can make money on you. They previously weren't making any money on you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I saw that about the the facial recognition thing. So, we're we're well we're well off the off the path right now. We're well off of what what today is supposed to be about. Um, and you know. Not surprising. I wasn't supposed to check the numbers, but I've checked the numbers, and it pretty much confirms that, you know, we're 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 not we're just we're not going to be able to ride hot topics. We're just not. I knew today. I I actually went into today knowing that not a lot of people would be searching for this. I just wanted to cover it because we talked about it a lot, and I knew we would have a lively discussion with you guys. Uh, but as far as meeting new people. I knew this would be a bit of a dud, and that's just something we need to continue to think about, is how do we do what I want to do and what I love to do and still meet new people, which is obviously related to everything we were just talking about. Like, you, what can YouTube do to help equip us to, number one, understand how to be successful at live streaming, Right? They, they don't necessarily, I think, know. If they do know, they're not saying anything. Because, again, maybe there's a lot of things that are coming, a lot of changes that are coming. And once that happens, they'll be able to say, here's all your best, best practices for streaming. Because right now, all their best practices for streaming, it's like just generic stuff I already know. Schedule it. Schedule it well in advance. Make sure your title, thumbnail, and, and tags are all how you want them you know, engage the audience, talk to the audience. These are all things I know how to do. These are all generic, right? They gotta, they gotta create, I think, um, um, I think they gotta create a, a better funnel, um, for what folks like us do for a handful of reasons, because people click on a live stream and they're like, I was looking for a 10 minute video. I know there are people that enjoy this type of content, look for this type of content on YouTube. I know. We know it because we can see it in the numbers. Um, but it's a, it's just it's a matter of when we tend to do the best is when we're covering something that literally happened that day, like Cyberpunk getting back in the Sony store or Sea of Thieves when it launched or all the E3 stuff. That's where we tend to shine. Well, because why? Well, because that's what people are looking for that day live coverage 
of those things, right? So, meeting the people that are looking for a live gaming radio show, you know, that's super interactive with polls and everything else, you know, we've, we've got to figure out how to meet those people. So... I think it's a good thing to cover for the YouTube hate crowd. No, I don't want... I don't... That's that's something I don't like to... I don't want to lean into that at all. Have you thought about going live at a different time? I know it would affect your core, but it's something have you looked at. Yeah, that wouldn't help us. It's not about time of day. It really isn't, Dolphin. It isn't. It's as simple... It's as simple as this. Growth on this platform is driven by relevancy and search. That's it. Our biggest days have been when we leaned into something that was super relevant and people were searching and finding us. That was it. You start fiddling with time of day and all this other stuff, you're going to get lost in the weeds. There is no cheat code. There's no cheat code to YouTube. There isn't. And we've got to figure out if if, uh, if I can enjoy and be passionate about something and have it be a successful model. That's what we have to figure out. Today is one of those days where it's like we need to go and look and say we did four hours. We're going to do uh, Watch Dogs uh, Bloodline. And then we're going to go over and do an hour-long indie on gaming. Right? And then we're going to keep looking at this stuff and just keep analyzing and saying, is it is this feasible? Right? Is this something that I can do and enjoy it? And is this something that's going to work in the YouTube machine? You know, these are, this is what we had to figure out. Like over the weekend. Oh, brother. I didn't move my mouse in such a long time. Yeah, there it goes. <laughs> um, over the weekend, I was, you know, I was taking a break, reflecting. I was having conversations with my brother and my dad and I I need to figure out like and here's the danger okay here's the danger I can't I can't just suddenly stop right I can't just suddenly stop and do something else because I have a family I have to support but if I'm only doing it for the money then it'll fail it'll fail it won't be authentic it won't be genuine it won't be full of passion and love and fireworks right so that's the real thing we have to figure out is can I continue to do this to provide for my family and also be like super passionate about it because and we talked about this earlier so some of you might be hearing this for the second time today but the what happened with destiny and on purple was a complete accident okay i got really good at doing a daily show and i was really passionate about a particular game so you kind of had two cylinders firing i got better and better at a live show doing things like q a picking topics repurposing the content so i got better at the craft so my giftedness is firing and increasing and my passion for the game was there so those two things were just firing. Those two cylinders were just banging away. Now the dilemma is, I really know what, what I'm doing. I'm, I, I'm good at a live show. I can sit down, pick a topic. We can have a great day, right? 
Am I passionate about the Nintendo Switch Pro, the Nintendo Switch OLED, and the pricing? No. I I like debating you guys. I like discussing. I'm not passionate about that. It's just a gaming topic. You see what I'm saying? So how do we how do we bridge the gap with here's all these gaming topics that are relevant that are people are looking for and how do we connect that to my passion so that then it's a it's that it's that it's that two cylinder dovetail lono's really passionate and he's good at this and both things are firing i don't know i don't know the path forward i really don't I'll be honest. It's like if if uh, if the support's not there, it's like you know what I'm saying. It's like, well, then what do we do? Do we start playing the numbers game again? Do we start do we start trying to snipe relevant topics again? Do we start trying to do you know uh, clickbait? You know, no, I don't. I don't. I I really, I really don't want to start doing that. We need to get away from that. And what? Um, what Quiet Shy Girl said this morning. Like, if you're having a good time, then we're having a good time, right? Um, so that's that's where I'm right now. Those are the things, those are the conclusions I came to over the weekend is I am now no longer in this reactive state. So how can I continue to do it and maintain the passion and the and the commitment? without feeling like I'm completely spinning my wheels. You know what I mean? Maybe the passion is at the macro level and it's okay to not be passionate at the micro level. Right, and I've tried to think about that, Eugene. I'm like, I love to just sit down, get on the mic, and talk to a live audience. I love that. I do. But, and this is what we talked about last night with Creature, YouTube doesn't want that. YouTube wants a video, a topic, keywords, and a thumbnail. And then they want to shove that in front of somebody. You know what I mean? We, I don't want to fall victim of like, it's a chill stream. Like, oh, it's just a conversational radio stream. Come hang out. No, I need to be offering something. And YouTube asks a question. What are you offering? What are you talking about today? And I'm supposed to answer that question so that YouTube can say, thank you. We know what you're talking about. We know what you're covering. Here we can push this in front of people. You see? So that's part of the problem is the machine itself asks a question that is super difficult to answer when, I mean, we would, we would go and play destiny or not play destiny and go to cover that game. And we'd spend two hours debating Marvel movies. That was just the live show. It was just an audience hanging out. Just, we had something, we had a common bond of a game and we would just debate Marvel for two hours. I wasn't planning on doing that that day. It just happened. I would talk about why I hate the Batman movies or even though I like them and watch them or uh, we debate Star Wars or, you know, we would talk about other games that we used to grow up playing. We would talk about all kinds of different things. None of it was ever planned. None of it was ever planned. So, I, 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 I gotta be honest with you. I have clarity on why I'm internally frustrated but I don't have clarity on what I want to do. I really don't. And we're going to change workflow so that I don't burn out and I have and I have more time to maybe process, think, reflect and read. And we're going to attempt to only pick topics that I care about. But 
I don't know. It's like, if if I'm just going to sit here and squeeze blood from a stone talking about topics that I'm just like, I don't really, I care about this for maybe a 30 minute conversation or less. After that, what is there to sweat say? We talked about the Nintendo Switch for like 45 minutes to an hour. And after that, I'm kind of like, oh, that's all I have to say about that. I'm kind of done. I'm kind of tapped out, you know? And like Eugene was saying, like, Destiny kind of sucked. It had all these problems. So it was ripe for discussions and criticisms and complaints. And people feed on that. They love that idea of their voice being heard and their, their complaints being heard and being angry, you know? Can empathize with you currently going through that with my current job. Right, like, if you have a Monday through Friday job that you're not super thrilled about, you can go in and do a, and do a satisfactory or a good job and internally be in a state of, I just have to press on. I just have to press on, right? I, I got to provide for my family. I got to pay bills. You can't sit in a chair like this on a microphone and have that be your mentality. I can't sit here and be like, I just have to press on. I just have to press on. I need to pay my bills. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's live entertainment. You can't be in a state of mind of like drudgery or like dragging my face across the content. Like, well, I just got to do it. You know what I mean? Back from the hospital, son broke two of his arms. Two of his arms. So his other two are okay. (laughs) I'm kidding. That sucks. It's just the way you phrased it. My son broke two of his arms. You know. Arms three and four are totally fine, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe that'll help you laugh through the frustration of it. That sucks. <clears throat> so, I don't know. I don't know. I I I know what I love about it. I know what I love about doing live streaming. I know what I love about um, live broadcasting and discussion. It's a matter of, I used to say this, I used to say, let's say you really, really love Borderlands 1. You just love it, right? If you, if you try to create an entire channel, brand, or business around Borderlands 1, nothing. Nothing. You're going to go nowhere, right? You have to take the idea of, relevancy, passion, and interest and find a way to connect the two you could absolutely love Borderlands 1, you could talk about it all day long, you could have every lore element memorized, every dialogue piece memorized, but no one's tuning in for that, right? so how do you take that and create something that yes, I'm passionate about this is content I want to make, this is stuff I want to cover, how do you do that? that's the ultimate question I stumbled into it with Destiny. Now, I'm in the position of power. Right? There's a certain element of freedom and liberty in what I'm saying. It's like, okay, what do we want to do? What do we want to talk about? What do we want to cover? I'm in the driver's seat now. I'm not being drug along by the whims of some game or the the community of that game like, oh man, you got to cover this. Oh man, there's a trailer. Oh man, there's this. There's a simplicity there, right? There's a phone-it-in easiness, lackadaisicalness there. Now it's like, well, I'm in the driver's seat. I can talk about whatever the frick I want. So what do I want to talk about? You know? 
these are uh, these are questions I'm trying to figure out and trying to sort out. Um, you know, because because and this is one of the reasons we took the micro recordings out of the stream. I'm not doing that anymore because it just didn't feel natural. It didn't feel right. What feels natural is turning on and doing what we did this morning. We just talked for two hours about whatever the frick we felt like. It felt like old times. It really did. I wasn't paying any attention to the numbers. I was just talking with chat. We were grooving. We were vibing. I was like, this is exactly what I like. This is exactly what we enjoy. And then it's time to shift to Q&A. But then, curiosity, I was like, let's just go see what the numbers look like. Oh, they're awful. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, well, that's part of the dilemma is can we do that, but can we do it in a way that 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 brings folks in, that brings new folks in? Because that's the ultimate question. We can sit and do this till the cows come home. I could throw up a generic, stupid thumbnail that just is my logo, and then people show up just to hang out every day. But that's not a smart business decision. That's not that's not intelligent. That's that'd be that'd be reckless. You know, dark roast. Dark Roast, I think, is slated to be here in the middle of July. Middle of July is when Dark Roast uh, is slated to be here. Uh, Light Roast is is on its way as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need 10 more likes for 400. All right, all right. Let's get it. What do you want to talk about? That's a hard question to answer, especially when you just want to talk. Well, and usually we get off on stories and tangents and rants and those are the those are the most fun days we have you know those are the most fun times we have honestly when it's just unplanned it's like well we, i didn't know we were going to rant about that today somebody says something in chat i say something they say something and all of a sudden we're ranting about you know what was the thing we ranted about the one day i hate what lono hates something i forget what it was um so just like how the Wii was an overclocked GameCube, the OLED Switch can have an overclocked CPU when docked. This can be supported by the new dock having more airflow vents. Oh man, are you that far behind? We talked about that ages ago. Yo, what's good, Light Leap? I personally liked it when you booted up the stream or playing a game you were interested in and convos and topics would just come up, thus creating the Orbit stream meme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. That was... Again, that was unplanned. That was just luck. It just happened. You know what I mean? Are we calling it the OLED Switch and not Switch Pro? That's probably the most confusing part about it, Zubair, is they had placeholders on some of these retail sites and some of these places for the Nintendo Switch Pro. And it's like, well, why did you have that? Why was that a placeholder? Was that its code name? Was 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 that was that its plan's name? And then they they couldn't get the semiconductors to really make a strong switch. You know? It's called the Nintendo Switch OLED model. Or just Nintendo Switch OLED. It is is what they're calling it. So increased battery life, better screen, and an Ethernet adapter on the uh, on the dock that's it you know what I mean 
you just have gaming news in the title every day. If you're doing sub creature, I assume you are ignoring me. Well, and I mean, it, 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 that's just it. That's just it, Butters. Is we don't necessarily know how how generic can we get before we're being destructive. Do you see what I'm saying? I went generic today with the thumbnail, and and but the but the the title and description are right where they need to be. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's hurting it, or, or is it that nobody gives a frick? It's old news. I mean, the, the news broke yesterday, so I thought, oh, there'll be a lot of people searching for this. You know what I mean? You guys are talking about anomalous events as segmented content. If you trust the process and get comfortable in what you're covering, get new people that embrace said content, those events will recreate themselves organically. Right. I gotta be enjoying myself, though. Right? And I enjoyed this morning. I did. So that's the question. Can we take this route where we're just going to be like, look, man, we got a lead topic, but we're not going to aggressively stay on lead. We're not going to record micros in the stream anymore. We're literally just going to have a conversation. It's a live stream, right? And then and then we're going to do Q&A in the second half. Like, I think that format is great format YouTube is the question mark does that make sense the content's not the question mark the question mark is YouTube can YouTube put us in a place to be successful with that kind of content you know what I mean I expect to see you talk about Apex being hacked by Titanfall a less bigger question is what are we going to play Friday yeah I have no idea it's got to be a screw the numbers mentality. We have to cover what works for you and not work for what we cover. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And and maybe that's where gameplay can be can be like a backstop savior of like, well, there's always something quote unquote relevant to play like Watch Dogs, you know, Bloodline or whatever. So can I stick with Dark Roast Switch Pro? Yeah, I don't know, Zubair. You know, I speculated that they might be doing... Um, they'll internally put something in the OLED that can take advantage of a, a dock that they'll sell later. They'll sell the dock later that'll then give it better performance or better strength plugged into your television. Like a year later or something. I don't know. I don't know if they can actually do that. Does the technology exist to say, yeah, you know, in a year we'll sell an upgraded dock that'll that the old that the OLED will be able to interface with, and they'll be able to get better performance out of it? I don't know if that's even possible. It is weird that they they seemed internally, from everything we heard and all the placeholders, it seemed like they were planning on doing a Switch Pro. They were, you know what I mean? No, you can't order the dark roast yet. Until it's literally in transit to my house, we're not messing with that. That was a friggin' nightmare. That was a nightmare. Bezos has officially stepped down as Amazon CEO. He's handing the reins to Andy Jassy. Amazon founder Jeff Bezos has stepped down as CEO on Monday. Why are we why is that trending now if he did that on Monday? That is super weird. 
I'm not good with uncertainty. I need to keep my running gags on solid ground. I don't know if you've looked at it before, but a Friday suggestion is a game called Biped that might be funny. I've not seen that. He announced it weeks ago. It just went official. Oh, okay. Okay. He said he was stepping down six months ago. I somehow missed that announcement. Yeah, it's been in the works, apparently. I was asleep. <laughs> I was asleep. I did not realize that was a thing. I did not realize that was a thing. Too worried about going to space? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, Hang on a second. I got to go into studio mode. And I got to go to the rundown. And I got to do... What's today? Lead? Nintendo... Uh, Nintendo OLED is what we're gonna put. That's the lead. Uh, and but but these other topics that are on the screen right now, um, ghost directors is what I'm gonna put for the next one. Like Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Uh, that might end up being a lead for another day. And then what's the other one? Uh, God of War PC that is not really a true PC thing it's like uh, it's through their service or whatever and then lastly I'll just oh Cyberpunk's already on there okay cool 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 okay uh, okay so we're gonna shift gears to Q&A so if you're a paying member you can submit questions about any of the things you see on screen Ghost of Tsushima, God of War, Cyberpunk, Nintendo Switch Pro. And if you feel like it, maybe treat Q&A as an AMA. Um, Maybe we just start having more personal conversations every day and take a break from the gaming stuff. I don't know. Maybe there's a market for that. Me being an IRL streamer. (laughs) Me being a live vlogger. I'm just kidding. But if you want to ask questions that are more AMA, ask me anything, feel free to do that. Uh, if If you're new and you haven't hit the subscribe button, consider doing that. It's free to subscribe. It enables you to talk in chat. If you want to submit questions, you need to be a paying member. We would love to see the the, the paid members bounce back. They've dipped a little bit, and uh, that's obviously not exactly, you know, comforting. So if you've never done a paid membership on YouTube before, you can use the join button or the join command. Um, And... Yeah, those are all the various ways to support. Use the shirt command if you like my shirt. Be sure to use my code on 80s Tees. Order some coffee if you haven't. I'll be right back. This is the only time I hit ads. I do not run ads throughout the show. Um, you might not even get any. That's why we say here, there's, here's all these other great ways to support the stream because we try to keep ads to a minimum here. Okay? I'll be right back. Get your questions in. Let's have a good Q&A for the back half of the stream. And then we're playing Watch Dogs the new DLC bloodline, and then we're going to be doing a one hour indie over on gaming. All right. I'll be right back.
Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm -mm -mm. Alright, we got a variety of questions coming in. Yo, what's good, Captain Toasty Bones? Dropped in to say, hey, baby, what's good, Heart of Quartz? Thank you for the $2 tip through Super Chat. We are, uh... Oh, I gotta, I gotta do this thing to get the Q&A up. Oops. Hitting the wrong buttons here. No, you can do it in chat, Fett. Question prompt still work? Yeah, if you do the... If you just do exclamation point Q... Or exclamation point question. It worked. I got your question. I don't know why... Uh, wow, that was loud. I don't know why Nightbot didn't... Um, didn't tell you that your question got through. I have no idea. Oh, uh, wait. That's the wrong one. First question is from Fett. Yeah, Hilly's question got through and your question got through. I don't know why Nightbot's not um I don't know why Nightbot's not responding to you guys. He should have Nightbot should have said here's your question, here's your here's your cue or whatever. So um Nightbot wake up and do your job. That's right. That's right. Um But, oh, before we're supposed to do this, I'm supposed to do my, um, I'm supposed to do this. I gotta, I gotta do my, my six minute talk on this and get you guys. So sort of my, my outline here. And this ends up on the, uh, this ends up on the main, uh, on the main channel or no, I'm sorry. The upload channel. Um, we record this on the main. We're not doing the the micros anymore, but we still we still need to do the talk because we still need the the the, the timestamp uh, and the rundown. I don't have a trailer for this one, um, so we'll just leave that leave that up on screen. Um, this might end up being a four instead of a six. It's hard to vamp for six. I can vamp for four though. While I'm doing this, you guys can submit questions about this, any of the topics from today or honestly if you just have questions in general about gaming and other gaming news just submit them because um we don't need to be restrictive we only got two questions so far anyway so we don't need to be restrictive um i think that's one of the biggest challenges to bringing q a back and it's one of the reasons that it initially left was because with us bouncing around between topics it's almost impossible to get that same that same core uh, group every day that's like wanting to pick my brain about stuff. Um, uh, okay. 
Uh, hey, Lone, I've been checking out the stuff on Spotify for a while. First time in the live chat. Oh, well, thanks for stopping by. Yeah, Spotify and all that's a bit behind and, and isn't getting anything because I was out of town. So. So, all right, let's do, let's do this at 49.30. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> and this stuff hits the shorts channel by the way if you guys like these short videos hey thanks for watching another SNTR short this one's going to be about the Nintendo Switch OLED pricing debate. If you like these short videos, hit subscribe and the bell button. You can always head over to my main channel, SNTR Presents, where we do the live streams Monday through Friday. And this was actually a good discussion. We had a lot of back and forth on this, and you really should have been there for it. Everybody's weighing in a little bit differently on the pricing and on the fact that this is not a Nintendo Switch Pro. It's just sort of an update to the screen and a few other things. So I want to talk about, is it worth it? I want to talk about why it's disappointing, but I also want to talk about just sort of the pricing and the target audience of Nintendo. So the Nintendo Switch Pro, or what we're now calling the Nintendo Switch OLED, has already created a pricing debate. Given the lack of performance upgrade and such a small price increase, many are wondering why they would even bother with the Nintendo Switch OLED model. I'm going to tell you why I'm both disappointed, but also why the price really should not be up for debate. People are centering themselves on pricing debates right now. We're going to do, I, I think, a lead topic and discussion on the Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut pricing uh, as well. Uh, we were supposed to kind of circle back to Battlefield. I just never got around to it. So w- w- asking the question first, is it worth it? I mean, the question of whether or not it's worth getting a Nintendo Switch OLED is really a matter of how you use your Nintendo Switch. If you're looking for a console, something to plug into your television, and you want increased performance, better frame rate, better resolution, I, I am that person. I am. I, I wanted Breath of the Wild 2 to hit. I wanted you know even maybe the original Breath of the Wild to hit and play on the Pro and get increased performance. One of the biggest disappointments with that game was frame rate. It was beautiful. The world was amazing. It was mysterious. But 30 frames per second is, is kind of hard to take, especially on a very large or high-end television, it's a lot more noticeable. So the question of whether or not it's worth it is really a question of what do you do with yours? If you're constantly commuting and using it as a mobile gaming device, the increased battery life, the better screen, that might be worth it to you. It's only a $50 price increase, so that could make it very much worth it to you as the consumer. Something people, I think, forget whenever they're looking at Nintendo Direct, whenever they do it every year at E3, or whenever they're marketing any of their devices, is that Nintendo is not necessarily in competition with Sony and Microsoft. They're not trying to be a better console or or to, to edge them out. I mean, Microsoft's not even really wanting to compete with PlayStation anymore either. They're more going down the road of a service-based model as opposed to selling consoles on franchises and titles and things like that. I mean, just recently I was on a trip uh, and my nephews were asking you know, what I played more and what I liked more. And I had to be honest, I was like, I think I played my PlayStation more because there's more titles for it that I, I can only uh, get 
get there. So it being worth it is really a question that you have to answer uh, as as the consumer. Now, I do want to talk about why it's disappointing. That's kind of the second part of my talk. It's disappointing because so much of the intel and so much of the inside information looked as if they were doing a Nintendo Switch Pro. They were placeholders on the retailer sites. There was information about chipsets. There were screenshots. There were pictures. And it seemed as though they were looking at doing an increased performance version of the Nintendo Switch. Now, obviously, that could still be in the cards. I even made a prediction this morning that perhaps the semiconductor shortage prevented them from really landing this plane the way they wanted to. A bigger screen, more storage, the Ethernet port and increased performance would have been like the perfect sort of marketing pitch and yet that's not what they did now again that could be because of the semiconductor shortage is it possible that in the future the OLED model can go into an upgraded docking station that will give it the increased performance when it's plugged into your television I don't know if technology exists to do that essentially you would be buying a docking station that would have its own GPU or CPU, stronger versions that would then essentially shut off or take over for the Switch when docked. I don't know if that sort of technology is even possible if they can build it in that way. Maybe a lot of what we were seeing is pointing to the fact that they wanted to do an increased performance model of the Switch and they just couldn't do it. So now they're saying, listen, let's just throw it out there in the market and really appeal to our core target audience. And that's my last section of the video. The pricing and their target audience a $50 increase on the price point for their target audience is a huge win a massive amount of the of the saturation of the Nintendo Switch is in the mobile gaming market as well as the Asian market this is one of the reasons a lot of their games don't even get marketed in the West this is one of the reasons whenever they do market their games in the West a lot of Westerners a lot of Americans are like I, I, I don't like that game why are they focusing on this game why are they focusing on mobile because it's a massive market, and it really does make the Nintendo Switch stand apart. It's not just another console. It's a console-slash-hybrid portable gaming device, and if they increase the portable elements of it with better battery life and a better screen, that really appeals to their large target audience. People that are right now debating between Xbox and Sony are not really ever going to be swayed by a Nintendo Switch. A Nintendo Switch Pro is not going to sway you. It's It just isn't. That's, that's never going to be their focal point. It's never going to be the soul of their device. The soul of their device is all their amazing first-party titles and this portable nature of taking the console with you. So that is one of the reasons that this was the decision that they decided to make. It's clear as day if you look at their actual trends and the types of games that they make. So at the end of the day, I'm disappointed. I'll probably snag one. I understand why they did it and and why they'll probably have massive success in sales of this device and why they're not really competing with the other consoles. But I'm still holding out hope for an increased performance switch for big games down the line like Breath of the Wild 2. As always, if you enjoy these short videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next video. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why that tweet, like these tweets with the screenshots, that was from June 11th. 
This is a preliminary picture of a T3, a T234 in Wikipedia. Very clear. Why do we always guess? Nintendo will use a customized one, the T239. So I, again, I, if 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 they've got these pictures and this stuff that they were, you know, supposedly going to do, I, I don't understand why. The, how how did all the leaked, um, how did all the leaked information about this? How they get it all wrong? You know what I mean? That's why you always got to be careful with leaks. You know, you really do. Um, because, you know, leaks are leaks are a lot of the times guesses based on stuff that's not verifiable, you know? So. <clears throat> I don't get the point of having an OLED if it's just 720. That's probably one of the reasons they're going to get better battery life out of it. You can get really, really bright colors and really, really great color saturation and and, and really good clarity, and it probably uses a fraction of the battery. Um, You know what I mean? Did most everything from the leaks turn out to be true, just not the 4K? I didn't actually follow a lot of the leaks that closely. You know what I mean? I bought the light for Zelda after Lono went on and on about it. I better want the game to be my big spoon. There you go. Nintendo was very consistently downplaying the leaks. Companies are usually silent when leaks are correct, but they were vocally downplaying it. Yeah, the thing that I found interesting about that, Eugene, is they went from downplaying it to giving no comment. Right? OLED, I thought, eats battery life. I thought that they... I thought OLEDs were better for battery life. Bigger screen needs more power. Battery life is advertised the same as the regular Switch. No, version 2. If you have an OG Switch, it's supposed to have better battery life than that. They did update the battery and the light, and there's like a version 2 of the Switch that has essentially the battery life that you're going to get in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battery life will not be better at all. That's what I was reading. I was reading that battery life would be better for it. I I don't, you know. Yeah, a 4K switch, Paul. I don't know why anybody got got on that that train of thought. You know what I mean? I don't know why anybody got on that train of thought. It was like How are you going to even do that?
didn't seem didn't seem possible, you know. I need maybe when it's plugged into the TV. Like that's what I was thinking. Is that, you know, plugged into the television, sure. did miss you buddy he didn't realize how much you become part of my daily routine I appreciate that Zubair thank you I never once expected it to be 4k I was expecting frames per second to be a focus that's what I was expecting. I was thinking, oh yeah, frames per second. They'll increase the FPS. You know. Let's take this question from Fet44. Do you think Sony bringing God of War to the PC is them testing... Uh, wait. Testing the waters to release all PlayStation games on PC or do you think there will be PS exclusive games or at least limited time PC exclusives? Well... We know from internal documentation that they want to put more games on PC, and that's not what this is. So, the news about God of War coming to PC, it's through their Sony PlayStation Now thing that you gotta pay for. You know what I mean? That's that's what it is. It's not it, it's not the port the port is not uh the port is not happening yet. Now, they had that internal document leak that showed they wanted to move more games to PC. They had Days Gone and they had Uncharted 4 listed. So, that's a real question is, when's that going to happen? You know, I would think they would try to do God of War on PC as a port. I would think three months or six months before Ragnarok hits. Um you get a bunch of people to be like, man, God of War is amazing on PC, and then maybe they turn around and try and buy a PlayStation 5. And hopefully around that time, PlayStation 5s are not so insanely hard to get. PlayStation Now is on um, PC. Yeah. You gotta download the app or whatever and subscribe to their thing. I mean at this at this point at this point I don't think God of War coming to PS now I don't think that's them bringing more titles to PC. They have a storefront. They have a St- Sony Studio storefront in Steam and Days Gone was one of the games pictured on that document where they said they wanted more games to come to PC. 
I, I don't think this is part of their plan. I think they're just doing it maybe to test the waters of interest. I don't know. I mean, you have to be essentially a Sony customer to even do this. this was an actual true to form PC port nope it's not uh uh-uh. uh <clears throat> this is a streaming thing that they do Fet. that's why I said like God of War coming to PC but like not in the way that you would hope it's just it's not in the way that you would hope it's not it's not the actual game installed on your computer now it could be in the future because again even before that internal document leaked about Sony wanting to bring more games to PC and Days Gone was one of the titles listed, Ghost of Tsushima and God of War were rumored to have to, to, to be having like PC ports that were being worked on. They were it was a rumor. Um Sort of in the vein of Cyberpunk, Hilly Heat says Sorry off topic, do you think CD Projekt Red should use the assets from Cyberpunk to make an open world Judge Dread game? This idea came to me in a, in a dream. Yeah, an open world Judge Dread game would be pretty dope. Um, use the assets from Cyberpunk to do that? <laughs> I don't know. They could do what they did with some of the other games and like have him make a cameo appearance or something. Um, you know... That's that's always a, a potential option. wonder what would you guys think if what would you guys think if we if we did Q&A almost the entire stream like I wonder if the opening conversation is 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 cannibalizing how good this could be do you know what I'm saying Like, the opening conversation can still happen. We're still going to have back and forth, laughs, rants, side tangents, and everything else. But this is always the backdrop. I don't know. I'm going to bat that around. Call-ins? Yeah, call-ins were so rough. 
call-ins were so so rough I'm just wondering if that's the way to incorporate multiple topics not feel the need to have like a killer lead topic and we just take that do you know what I'm saying I feel like we try to shove it at the end and people are like well I don't have any questions I just discussed it with you for two hours do you know what I mean like that's essentially what we like doing that's what I again that's something I can be passionate about it's just like the daily back and forth the daily conversation I'm just wondering from a logistical standpoint if that's the mistake that we're making is that we spend two hours kind of you know there's not a good ex- there's not a good expression here we kind of we kind of blow our load on the first two hours and then we hope that the second the second two hours can be like hey let's get Q&A started and people like we've just talked for two hours Wait, about that what else are we going to say you know what I mean it could work if you can pull questions out of order to fit in the flow of the convo or just sit on a question or a topic for a long long time and then like an hour goes by and I'm like alright let's go to the next question just basically have Q&A open at all times as you're covering the topics that's what I'm saying. Like, I, 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 I think one of the things we're trying to do that's making it tough is like the first couple hours are gold, and then the second, the back half, we're like all of a sudden trying to do Q and A, and it's like, Lono, who's gonna have any questions about the Nintendo Switch thing? You literally just debated it for. We, I think we talked about it for an hour and thirty minutes. Do you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You essentially do Q&A while reading chat the past two hours. That's what I'm saying. And then, that's a better value to members. It might motivate more members. It's a it's a reason to be here for the entire stream. You don't want to miss out? I don't know. And I like the, the thumbnail that we use for Q&A. Like, it's snazzy. Like, it's eye-catching. It's like, wow. You know, live Q&A. And then you have all the topics right there. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that with Creature. That might do exactly what we were he and I were trying to talk about that last night, like capturing the identity of the show, which is a live discussion, a live back and forth, you know what I mean? You give me gray hair? You said this last night, Creature. You suggested it last night or yesterday or whatever. Creature has hair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's going to be mad at me. He suggested that yesterday, and I was like, no, I don't know if we want to do that. Like, just use the Q&A thumbnail for the whole day.
Greenside, I think your question came through. Yeah, I have I have two questions from you. They're identical. I, it looks like they're identical. Okay, we got one from Master Ty. This is kind of an AMA. What game release are you looking forward to the most for the rest of the year? Um, probably Halo, Halo Infinite, and Horizon Forbidden West are tied for different reasons. I think Halo Infinite could be really special with the multiplayer, but I think Horizon Forbidden West, I just, I don't know. I think, I think it looks awesome. Yeah, Metroid in October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. Ghost of Tsushima's director's cuts because we'll actually be able to play Ghost of Tsushima on stream and like have people watch. I I love that game so, so much. And man, it just, you can't play games like that long term. You know, it's not possible. (laughs) And we'll be able to. Uh, I'm going to get myself into a really nice spot so when that lands, we can just focus on uh, Ghost of Ikishima. I figured Ghost was your number one. Well, it's not a game, so I didn't think of it, Eugene. It, it is a game, but it's not. It's going to be its own standalone thing. But when I think of like game launches, I think of Halo and Horizon Forbidden West. Ghost is an expansion, so it is. It is up there, though. It is. That's right around the corner, too. That's like what is that? Like next month or something. Um. So, yeah. Good question. Good question. Um. We should uh, pull chat for the entire idea. What? What? Pull chat about doing Q and A the entire stream instead of the back half, and then that way we're talking about all those different subjects throughout the stream instead of having one central focus topic. Do they want the intro to be the micros? A Q&A. A Q&A about the Q&A. That's right. Lono's kids may be in college by the time I get a PS5. That's right. (sighs) Do they want them? What do people want? I don't know. I don't know. We just continue to learn that I'm going to get you get past two hours and it just the 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 YouTube system. It just two hours is usually your your tipping point. I'll have a PS6 before a five, right? Uh, I'm having chest pain says with PC ports being so finicky. Could the God of War on PC only through PS now be Sony wanting more control of how their product is distributed or something else? You know, I honestly don't know because 
that document that got leaked, one of the titles that they had listed as like, we want to get more of our titles on PC, one of the titles is Days Gone. Right? And so to me, it's like, that is, I think, one of the best console to PC ports I've ever played. You know what I mean? It's gotta be. It's gotta be one of the best console to PC ports I've ever played. It's so, so good. Because there's some real stinkers out there. (laughs) You know what I mean? There are some real stinkers out there. Horizon Zero Dawn did not do very well. There was a Batman Arkham Knight was very poor. It eventually got, it eventually balanced out. You know, it leveled out, but... Identify as a different person, create bald loan or gamer tag. No, I'm not doing that. I don't think God of War being on PS now has anything to do with the PC port. Yeah, I don't think they're related. Because like I said, they have the Sony Studios storefront in Steam indicating they have plans to that's what they're 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 gonna lean in on more games coming to PC, and I don't think it's through you know the PS now. Wasn't Outriders a console port? It was. That's why it ran so poor on PC. All those hitching issues and frame rate issues that Outriders had, it was all because it was built for old-gen consoles. At its core, that's a 30 FPS game. It is. At its core, at its core, Outriders is an old-gen game. Didn't they just acquire a PC port studio? Yeah, the studio that did, um... Well, not necessarily a PC port studio, but they're a porting studio. Didn't they just acquire the, uh, the company that did Demon Souls? Blue something? Um, they accidentally let that cat out of the bag. That was something that was supposed to be a secret. Um, and they let that one out. Blue Point? That sounds right. That sounds right. I don't know if they're known for PC ports. I know they did a port for them for Demon Souls, wasn't it? And they just acquired them. Dem Rivers with the next question. Do you think it's possible that Nintendo is taking a page out of Apple's book? Features and components intentionally saved for a future version to maximize sales. Lots of companies do it. There's a variety of ways they could be approaching this. You know, from the upgraded dock down the, down the road, you know, that is certainly that's certainly a possibility. Again, I don't know exactly if that's even a technological possibility. You know what I mean? I just don't know. Blue Point made the really awesome Shadow of the Colossus PS4 remake pure accident so accidental they made the image and typed out the tweet no 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 before that dauntless i thought that i thought that the blue point thing got quote unquote leaked like a day or two early maybe i'm i might be thinking of something else but i thought the blue point thing accidentally got leaked when housemark was announced like housemark's acquisition gets announced and i think like one or two days later they had planned to announce the blue point acquisition but the blue point acquisition like got leaked basically Bluepoint isn't official. They did officially acquire a different port company. Well, maybe we're thinking, maybe we're talking about two different companies then. Housemark's official, and I thought the Bluepoint thing was like a leak. 
Um, next question from Butters. Do you think Sony will make a lot more games on PC now subscription, maybe to compete with Game Pass? You know, they have said that, you know, they have plans for the cloud-based gaming, right? And they accidentally tweeted the Bluepoint one, and then they deleted it, and then they posted the Housemark one. There was an image prepared for Bluepoint, hence the speculation. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. One of the Housemark announcements said Bluepoint by accident. Okay. Blue point should be announced Thursday, says Creature. Um, YouTube's so weird in that sense. I'm here every day regardless, although that isn't everyone. I'm not sure what Polarin's talking about. Kind of the way it used to work, topics, and then everyone ran wild for the day. Oh, you're talking about like Q&A or whatever. Yeah. We're just thinking through ways to like do something that I enjoy while also doing something that's valuable and that people want to consume. And I think like a live Q&A about a variety of topics throughout the day, you know. There was a time where we were doing variety and we had like variety thumbnails. And that's what the Q&A thumbnail is. Like if you look at the thumbnail right now, it's got like you know, it's got like multiple topics on it. And we tried that for a while. That was also when we were trimming the videos. And that was a terrible month. When we Remember when we were doing that? We were trimming the past broadcast to 10 minutes and then like unlisting the VOD. And we realized that that was like killing the channel and we stopped doing it. Well, unfortunately, we didn't get a good sample of can you do a thumbnail with multi-topic and title and description with multi-topic and can you do that successfully on YouTube? We just immediately went back to single topic and we... We had really good results. The problem with single topic is it ends up shoehorning me into topics or things I'm not passionate about because we're like, well, we got to chase relevancy. But I can't just boot up and talk about whatever the frick I want. That would also be just as stupid because then the channel would go nowhere. Like, there's a delicate balance in the middle. You know what I mean? You got to find that delicate balance in the middle of like discussing relevant gaming news, but do it in a way that Lono can be passionate about it. Q&A might be the format to do that. At one point, you had Q&A open the whole show. I don't remember why you changed it. I remember that. We would start the day on purple, and I would open Q&A, and people would start flooding it with questions almost instantaneously. I remember that. And if you guys see in the thumbnail in the description what the topics are about... I don't know. Maybe that's it. Maybe people will dive in and be like, you got to be there early. You want to get your questions in. And then that's literally the show for four hours. It was here? Oh, you're right. Because we did it in Discord too. When we covered Destiny, I was like, yeah, you you could submit your questions the night before in Discord. You could do it an hour early if you were VIP. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hated it? 246 questions? Yeah, well, that was I was trying to record it for one hour. If I get 246 questions and I can, I, you know, I got four hours to hack my way through it. Oh my gosh. You know how many members that would be? <laughs> that'd, be a lot, that'd be a lot of members. I, well, I think I might take that. You know what I mean? I still think Lono focusing on that jumping night game would be a winner. He'd burn out in a week, but it would be a glorious week. <laughs> you know what's funny, Zubair? I hate... 
I hate that this is the reality. My kids constantly bring that up. They're like, Papa, you remember that game where you were like, come on! And I'm like, what game? They're like, that jumping game, that little night jumping game. And they told my nephews about it. They were like, Papa was playing this game where he had to jump and he kept falling down and going, come on! (laughs) Hearing, Hearing them recount the story was wonderful. It was so hilarious. I was like, it must have been pretty entertaining if even my kiddos remember it. (laughs) I hate how much my rage and salt is your entertainment. Trust me, we've got some ideas. We've got some ideas on how to make sure that takes center stage every once in a while. (laughs) Frickin' T-Bone requesting stupid jump night. Stupid jump night <laughs> or jump king. Sorry, not jump night. Jump king. Uh, the issue with PlayStation Now is bandwidth. Sony doesn't have the bandwidth to compete on the streaming side. Most of their code feels archaic. Response time is higher than other services. Oh, really? Man, I love pl- Lono playing Souls games. Well, just you wait. We've got some stuff that we think we can do, and you'll you'll get your wish on a regular basis. Don't worry. Don't worry. Getting over it was peak say yes to rage. <laughs> frick that game, Gilly. Frick that game and frick you for picking it. Oh, freaking getting over it. I could not believe how tilting that was. I couldn't get up that dumb narrow passageway where you're supposed to grab like the lanterns. I just couldn't freaking do it. I couldn't freaking do it. It drove me nuts. It drove me nuts. Um... Mm, what is this? Mm, mm. OG Life offers a gaming and streaming platform that bridges generation and provides veteran gamers a social outlet to play games both recreation and competitively. We have this person, the cheap product, and the company that was incubated. Would you like to learn more about OG Life and the benefits of this service? Huh. Um, sure, I'd be open to hearing more. I don't know. Sounds like it could be good. Gilly, what happened to the previous four Gilly in the Mists? (laughs) You were legit stuck there for three hours. It's a Vod I'll treasure till the day I die. You're getting frustrated. It's hilarious because we've all been there. It's a universal experience. Well, and like, I'm trying not to swear. My kids were laughing hysterically watching you play Jump King. I hate... If that's my future as a gamer, I'll die when I'm 60. I won't make it past 60 because of how frustrating it'll be. But if that's what we're supposed to do, dadgummit, we'll flip the whole universe on its head and SNTR will no longer stand for Say No to Rage. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll be say now to rage. <laughs> say now to rage. And literally just that's every day is how angry can we get Lono? Like what game can he play that'll just absolutely break him? <laughs> uh, let's go to another question here. We got one from Greenside about... Uh, what I want to know about Cyberpunk is what's up with the cut content? I'm going to be upset if true. 
listen, it's it is true. It is true. They've already found it. It's just a matter of how much. Look, the YouTuber, the video will go over on short sometime today. A video probably hit this morning. I'm not sure which one he scheduled for this morning. Um, What do you do? God of War coming to PC hit this morning. Um, Cybercut, Cybercut content. No, Cyberpunk cut content. Sorry. Cybercut content. That, that's the name of the game now. Cybercut content. Cybercut. Get cut by. Anyways. Um, essentially, what the guy did. This is what the YouTuber did. What's good, King Keys? I crammed them all to get on track. That's no problem. So, what he did was is he uninstalled everything. And then he unplugged his console from the internet and he installed the base game, right? Installed the base game and played it. And they're finding tons of cut content. Now, what he's trying to do is, is he's trying to collaborate with other people to fill a G-Doc and say like, hey, let's document all of the differences and all the cut content. Now, right now, the going narrative is that the content was cut in order to make the game run on the old-gen consoles, which I say run very generously. It doesn't really run, <laughs> it doesn't really run you know, all that well. Um, and so he's, the, the, the YouTuber says it's too big of a task to do on his own. He's trying to collaborate with other people to install it and you more than likely have to probably run it on a new gen console because if you if you run it without those day one patches it might not even run on the old consoles you know what i mean i'm sure something they have cooking in the background and the poorest practice imaginable they are all live i'm not sure what that's in response to um it runs as good as lono does what the frick does that mean 2077 means it's release date. It's an early access until then. Yeah, another 50 years of development. Yeah, <laughs> It'll be built in Unreal Engine 10. You know? I must be the only one in chat that can't watch you getting angry. I get stressed and my blood pressure jumps. <laughs> uh, the shorts. LOL, they are all live. Oh, 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 in the poorest practice imaginable, they're all live. Yeah, 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 that's fine, that's fine. We we have a whole new workflow. I was really grumpy last night working on my couch. I was like, I can't wait for the new workflow. I hate doing this work at night. <laughs> I, was so, I was so grumpy. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I hate working at night. I only want to work during the day. What, that's crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, cut content being used for DLC, right? That's the ultimate question. Because if they can document everything that's been cut, what they can then do is, is they can contrast that and compare that against everything that ends up getting sold down the line. Does that make sense? Like, everything getting sold down the line, like, that's... They'll be like, well, this was cut, 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 and then you're paying for it, right? Now, obviously, we ran into that in Destiny. Remember when people, like, snuck into, like, House of Wolves areas? And they're like, oh, this was cut content. Most of those areas had nothing in them. No content, no enemies, nothing. They were just areas that were built. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's just one of those, it's just the it's just the nature of of things. Stuff gets cut, stuff gets disabled, you know. 
How complete is the content they're finding? I think that's why he wants to collaborate with people to find out. Are there entire missions, quests, areas, storylines, or whatever that got cut? That's the ultimate question. Because that happened in Destiny. People are like, well, this was cut from the game and now they're charging. It was like, it was literally like a room that they built. There was nothing down there. That happens all the time. The Dreadnought was built and they never used it. It wasn't ready. If we're counting unfinished content, isn't all content in Cyberpunk just that? (laughs) Okay, that's true. You miss the dreadnought, not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. I miss the game. I miss playing a game, period. Not really. I mean I do, but I don't at the same time. I liked it. It's a good game. Alright. Vids for you too. Okay, so we just have the one now. What a shot. That is a shot. Kale took a shot. It was a good shot, though. You know? Isn't it all unfinished? (laughs) Uh. All right. That was the last question. I I think we're going to I think we're going to try that. That that's not going to be a huge change to format. It's just going to move Q&A to more uh to more of the content. And perhaps um and perhaps that's that's a ticket that we need to that we need to try try out. Um you know because I, I feel like I feel like the product is good. I feel like our discussions are great. The back and forth is lively, and then we try and pivot. We try and pivot to Q and A, and people are like, "Dude, I don't have anything to say. We we just debated that topic for the last two hours. You know, got, there's nothing left in the tank. Um, you know, and I I think that's understandable. So. In a few minutes, we are going to be switching to Watch Dogs Legion Bloodline gameplay. We're going to be checking that out. It's literally like right in the menu. I can just click on it. I don't have to go into the main game. Uh, so we're going to we're going to be checking that out momentarily. We will also be heading over to the uh, the gaming channel today. We will be heading over to the gaming channel uh, to play demon skin which looks really really awesome so make sure you are here for that that's over on gaming we're going to start trying to do our one hour indies and that's going to be one of the first ones we do it with Um, and so that is that is coming later today as well Uh, Savage Sharkbite with a $5 tip just wanted to say thanks for scheduling your vacay oh gosh we've got to do something about that um Hang on. Alerts, properties, control audio via OBS. There we go. Um, thank you for the $5. Just want to say thanks for scheduling your vacay at the same time as me. Glad I didn't miss much. No other streamers even returned my requests. <laughs> thank you for the $5 tip. I appreciate that. Um, hey, let's see how the poll ended up. 
Nintendo Switch OLED, almost 700 votes. Are you getting one? Why or why not? And uh, 82% said no. 82% said no. Yeah, I have the alerts turned down now, so... We don't have alerts in the other scenes because it just doesn't it, it doesn't seem to fit. Maybe we could turn them on and just have them quieter. Um, so that way we know when people are doing stuff. We're going to end the poll with 699 votes. Nice. Chat's done with the debates and Lono's in the ring saying, I didn't hear Fat Lady sing. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Will you call Q&A something else if it's stream-wide? Q&A is usually associated with a specific time. Just curious. Well, we, we talked about this quite a bit today. And, and there, there, there's, there's a bit of, a, there's a, bit of a, a conflation for me and my brain right now with, like, so that's the thumbnail for the stream right now. It says live Q&A, and then it has artwork, for the various topics, and then it says Nintendo Switch OLED, Ghost of Tsushima, Cyberpunk, God of War. Like, those are the things that we're talking about, okay? Because um, those are the, the relevant news topics. And ultimately, what we want the thumbnail to communicate is kind of where I want to go with the show. I want to get away from this idea of, like, I have to pick a topic that's relevant and stick on that topic. We tried doing that with Halo Infinite Reach, we tried doing that with Fable 4 and the Ford's Engine. And I ended up getting really angry because it was like, dude, I didn't even really want to talk about those things. Like, I don't mind talking about them in passing, but like taking the day and grounding it in Halo Infinite, Reach, you know, Heroes of Reach or whatever. I wasn't super passionate about that. We were just like, oh, this will be a hot topic with the audience. This will be a hot topic with YouTube. And it wasn't. Right? So we're we're wanting to give me the freedom to just do what I do best which is just have a live back and forth with the audience and not be so rigid you know and listen the front half of the stream has significantly benefited from that I don't know if you guys remember we were like rigidly trying to do like micros and recordings and all this stuff in the beginning of the stream and it made it really hard for us just to do what we do which is let's just debate let's just have a discussion let's have a laugh let's have a rant session all those unpredictable things that we do, right? So, we loosened up the front half of the stream, and the front half of the stream is significantly better. Now we're trying to do Q&A on the back half, and what ends up happening is, I think the front half of the stream is cannibalizing the back half. The front half of the stream is so good, and the discussion is so great, as soon as we shift away from it, everyone's like, I'm leaving. The, the live show is over. He's going to record now. Or, oh, he's going to go to Q&A now. And then everyone's just like, oh, I'm out. Right? And so, I'm wondering if that's the show. Like, Q&A is the show. Back and forth is the show. Then we have multiple topics. I don't have to be equally passionate about any of them. It's just us having a show. It's just us having a day. You know what I mean? What if we had one day in the week that was big topics? Other streams would be general gaming media talk. Well, and that that's the dilemma, is if you start changing... I don't want to change... We said we weren't changing anything, and I don't think we are. I'm just considering taking Q&A and letting it slide down into the main show. And so the main show, that front two hours, is the whole show instead of just the front two hours. 
You know what I mean? Because I, I, I honestly think that's where we shine. That's something that we do that we do in a really fun way, and it's and I think I think that's how we that's how we cover multiple news topics you know because this is what we've been doing we have a great two hours and it's awesome and then i'm like guys i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna record these these couple of videos and then i'll be back and we'll do q a and everything falls and just stops dead just stops dead chat activity goes down nobody's really submitting questions i basically have to beg for questions i'm like oh we're not getting any questions and then people start submitting questions i wonder if that's because people are like well i mean we just spent two hours having a great discussion. I don't, I don't have any questions to submit. <laughs> Does that make sense? So we slide that down and say, oh no, throughout the whole show you can ask a question. You know what I mean? Yeah, rather than have the morning talk and Q and A, yeah, merge the two. So it's this is the show. It's four hours of live Q and A. Here are the topics. Rather, like, because I know people are like, oh, you're always switching stuff. This doesn't feel like a switch to me. This just feels like a, we're doing two things. Let's interweave them. You know what I mean? If you're going to pick a topic, pick the one that you enjoy because going on a topic you don't care about, it won't be as exciting. Right. Q&A definitely should be the way it used to be with members able to submit the night before and chat at the start of the stream. Yeah, that could drive membership, Gilly. You know? That could drive membership. We could say, hey, look, you get in our Discord. I open up Q&A the night before. I put the topics in the Discord so you know what's coming, you know? That's kind of how I am at the end of the discussions. Like, I want to ask a question, but it feels like we've already went over everything. Right. The front half is cannibalizing the back half. Right, right, right. First two hours is coffee, wake-up time. After that's work time. Oh, no, I get that. I get that. I just think... This is why we took the micro recordings out because this is what it feels like to me. We all get together and we're doing our thing, drinking our coffee, saying good morning, having a laugh, having a debate, chopping up the discussion. And then all of a sudden Lono's like, all right guys, we got to do this other thing now. And I try to bring in this other thing and it just doesn't fit. You know, it just doesn't fit. Like, Creature was like, I think people are embracing the micros. I think we should maybe consider leaving them. And I'm like, I don't feel like it fits. I feel like every time we've tried to do micros, they're the one piece that has never fit. Bringing back Q&A was celebrated. Q&A is getting engagement. People seem to like it, you know. Micros seem to be forced, you know. I'm going to still do them, by the way. The Shorts channel, I think, is a great channel. I think it's great content, you know what I mean? It always seemed in the past Q&A always led to other discussions and debates. The break in the show is not the micros, though. Well, the break in the show is I got to use the bathroom. That's true, too. That, yeah, that's unavoidable. That's always going to cause a bit of a downturn and a bit of a slump. People are like, oh, you know, he's leaving. You know, he's taking a break. It's the fall off of participation. Well, and who knows? Who knows, creature? If we do this thing with Q&A, maybe maybe that there's opportunity to do the micros intermixed like hey you know we're talking about this let me let me let me hit record here and give you my thoughts you know somebody starts asking about ghost of tsushima and the and the director's cut and i'm like well let me let me let me give you my thoughts on that let me let me let's do the micro right now maybe i'm not saying i want to do that i still think we benefit from recording them 
as soon as they hit. You know what I mean? I want my kitten bladder merch. <laughs> How do I sing Discord and YouTube? You got to get in the Discord server first, Greenside, and then you click on your user settings, and then you click on synchronization. Or connections? It's one of it. It's connections or synchronization. Integrations, maybe? It's something like that. Just use the Discord command, get in the server, and then you sync your, your user settings. Extending Q&A corrects that. Right. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. And Q&A would give us a clear indication of where a poll should land. Like, wow, everybody's asking about this one thing. You know, we would do a poll about that one thing then. If I don't catch it live, I focus on the replay, but I do appreciate the shorts. Yeah. I think we're undercutting the value of the shorts channel by recording them in the show anyway. It's like, well, I don't have to go watch them on the shorts channel. I can just watch them here when he records them or go use the timestamps. You know? I still think we need to record something in the show and maybe the micros also need to be recorded in the show because those timestamps and those people that come watch later really appreciate it. And we get pretty good engagement once we're not live. We do. You know what I mean? We do. So, like, we don't want to gut that value either because then people are like, I'm just supposed to show up and watch four hours of q and I'm looking for, I'm looking for, you know, Lono's concise thoughts on something. So we don't want to completely remove that from the show either because people really like that. They like the rundowns. They like hearing me break down a topic in six, you know, six to ten minutes. So we can't, it's a delicate balance here. Like, we're trying to ensure that the live show is just a good live show, but we're also trying to make sure when people come and watch the past broadcast that there's good value inside the live broadcast for them to click on, you know those timestamps, those chapters. Let's see here. Let me get this ready. Do, 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 do. I'm going to turn off Windows Update. And go into settings, go into advanced, set OBS priority to high. And does it run it as administrator? Nope, it doesn't. How do I find that to then go into the properties of it? Open file location, properties. I'm wondering if that's one of the things. Where do you do that? Where do you tell it run as administrator? Is it in the shortcut? Advanced run as administrator. Okay. Yeah, it's not doing it. Huh. Cause those little weird freezes I get periodically in OBS on the on the gaming on the gaming rig, I'm wondering if that's why. Like you're supposed to run OBS as administrator. 
The fork in the road is how to include recording all four topics in the live environment while keeping them in the flow. I think addressing them as they come up in Q&A might be the way. Want feedback from chat on it. The convo starts going that way and you're like, you want my thoughts? Here are my full thoughts. I think you could naturally give the micro breakdown in the flow of the stream and then break it out. That's what we're thinking, Eugene, because like, and Q&A could, as, as, you, as, as, as uh, Creature is saying, Q&A could be the key to unlocking that, like keeping it more organic. So then we have the timestamps, we have the value, we've got a recording for the shorts channel, but it's not Lono being like, all right, guys, sit back and watch me record four videos in a row. And people are like, well, I guess we'll just sit here and not say anything. <laughs> you know, me periodically throughout a four-hour stream recording a four-minute video, well, that's that's a lot easier. Yeah, it's, it's not disruptive. No one's going to leave. They're going to be like, oh, oh, he's going to go back to Q&A. He's just doing this very briefly. So I'll brainstorm with Creature about that. I, I think that might help with some of what I'm struggling with is like, this pressure to pick a lead topic and stay on the lead topic and have a thumbnail about a lead topic it just makes me feel like I'm like that's not me I can't be passionate about that what I can be passionate about is four hours of back and forth Q&A debates and discussions I love that and if we can get into that headspace well then I can cover a lot of different topics I can do a four minute video about something and give you my brief thoughts I don't have to spend two hours trying to be passionate about it. I can spend 10 to 20 minutes on it and then move on. Does that make sense? Oh, you might get repeat questions. That's not a problem. I already addressed this, you know. When you get the clip feature, you could use it to clip the talks afterwards so you won't have to interject and announce that you're recording. Well, I kind of still need to do my intro, though, Gilly. Because if it's getting uploaded to the Shorts channel, it needs that, like, hey, thanks for watching another SNTR short. You know, hit subscribe, bell button, all that jazz. You kind of need to do that, you know. It can't be too informal, or then it feels like it's low value, you know. So. Alright, here's what we're doing. Live redirect has been working very, very well. So this should take you right? This should take you to the next stream. We're going to be playing Watch Dogs uh, Bloodline DLC. Aiden Pierce from the very first game is coming back uh, to Watch Dogs, and so is Wrench from Watch Dogs 2. So I'm going to put a link in chat just in case it doesn't work. Uh, You're pigeonholing yourself on one topic. You're much, much better speaking on multiple different topics. That might be, I don't know, that might be the way forward. And then maybe more members because people are like, oh, Q&A's the whole stream and if I want to ask a question I need to be a member you know so let me put the link in chat it should live redirect you live redirect has gotten much better Uh, if it doesn't live redirect you use the link in chat and then if you're on like a TV or a Roku or something if you go back to my main channel page it should be the featured video Uh, it should be the featured video so I just made it the featured video. All right, I'll see you. I'll see you guys over there for Watch Dogs Bloodline DLC, and then when we're done with that, we're going to the gaming channel for a one-hour indie of Demon Skin. All right, I'll see you guys in the next stream.